decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Yes, it is just me at the moment. Uh, Apparently, they don't have internet in this undisclosed location, this place where you acquire toes, uh, this uh, magical land that Blonde has been for the last uh, little bit. But we've been trying to make it work, so she's working on fixing it, and I figure rather than... uh, sitting around waiting and freestyling, we would go ahead and get the show started and we'll see if we can get her to join in. If not, um, I guess I'll roll solo and take some calls. Uh, and we'll, we'll just figure out the format as we go. So thanks for bearing with the duct tape. Uh, it strikes once again, but Hey, that's, uh, that's the character of the show, right? And the show must go on. So, uh, we'll see if we can get blonde in here momentarily. Appreciate your patience. And, um, most of you guys know how the call-in show works, but if you're new to the show and uh, you'd like to participate, the rules for how to do so are in the YouTube stream description. Uh, we'll take calls. Um, we'll, we'll still try to stick with the same format here. We'll take calls and uh, take a break every half hour. Check in with Super Chat on YouTube uh, and Tippy Stream and DLive and Trovo. And, um, <laughs> oh, it's very nice. Uh, Ping2 has offered to uh, to join the chat as well, but, um, I'm going to, this is blonde seat. So I got to let blonde have the opportunity first. Um, but that will be an option. Maybe if we need that anyway, sorry to text during the stream, but you gotta, you gotta make it happen one way or another. Anyway, um, we'll try to keep the format as similar as we can. We'll take the calls. We'll get to the super chats and appreciate your patience. Uh, let's just hop right into it. Uh, Cerberus is up first. Cerberus, you there? Hey, how's it going, Matt? Oh, you know, it would uh, it wouldn't be this stream if it didn't have hurdles to jump through. <laughs> yeah, that's what's, all good. What what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about how um, culture is downstream of biology, and how I think the <laughs> political right should focus on the biological and environmental causes that are pushing people leftward, rather than this trying to debate the left um, on ideological hmm. grounds biological and environmental um i yes. so i assume you're i assume you're going spicy but i'll allow you to explain what you mean no no i'm actually not going to go spicy ah. um, we'll focus on environmental um so i mean you you and everyone else probably knows by now that testosterone in men has been decreasing steadily since the 80s mm-hmm. um and that's even uh regardless of obesity and smoking um obesity lowers test smoking increases it actually um, so it's a lot of different things and, and researchers think, um, you know, xenoestrogens, phytoestrogens, the use of plastics, um, things like that. But, um, vegetable oils, seed oils, if you go look in your pantry, look at any of your sauces, your, um, you know, baked goods, crackers, cookies, anything, they're just full of vegetable and seed oils. Um, mm-hmm. and those are inflammatory and they decrease testosterone. So. 
soy, soybean oil, canola oil, everything. Um, is it? Uh, and it sounds like you're pretty make- pretty well read on this because I. I was surprised. I guess I assumed that things like testosterone levels were more uh, determined by heredity or more determined at birth, so to speak. But you can not only eat things to alter your testosterone levels, but is it true that behavior changes it? Is it like you get you work out more, you get stronger, stuff like that? Is that true? Right. So, you, I mean, you can lift, you can go uh, in the sun, sunlight and our, you know, modern life, we don't get as much sunlight, but sunlight increases testosterone. Hmm. Um, but it's not just testosterone. So testosterone, you know, makes men more, more manly and more willing to go against the consensus. Um, it's actually oxytocin as well. And so that's the, the bonding chemical. But um, oxytocin has an interesting effect in that it makes you more empathetic towards your in-groups. Um, so it promotes human ethnocentrism, and that's as spicy as it'll get. Um, huh. it, but it actually makes you cooperate more with your in-group and defend aggressively towards your out-group. And it's, uh, at least in mice, they've proven that soybean oil and, and these other seed oils decreases um, oxytocin as well. Interesting. So okay. uh, my proposal is the right should focus on uh, getting rid of these substances that cause people to be sick and end up you know, with sick minds and sick bodies that causes them to go towards leftism. There's, there's lots of research about how right-wing people have higher tests, higher oxytocin and are healthier. Um, mm-hmm. And I think these, these chemicals are leading leftward. So I think the right has an opportunity to, to pick up on environmental health because the, the left is so focused on catastrophic climate change. They've left the entire field of environment Interesting. Uh, right for the taking. Well, so you, I've always thought that um, there was truth to what you're saying about philosophy leading to health and better well-being, but I always thought it went that way, that it was a mindset that created a better you, basically. What you're talking about is, um, yeah, it's, well, it's there are some, the there's some choice in it, but you're talking the reverse direction, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to make um, have discipline and make good decisions if, if your environment is causing your testosterone to be low. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, that basically causes depression, low energy, things like that. So. Mm-hmm. I guess my, my initial point is that biology is upstream of culture, that that's the root cause and that's that's primary to culture. And we ought to focus on that um, first and foremost. Interesting. Well, I, I appreciate the insight. It's not something that I've heard a lot about or learned a lot about. So thanks for the thoughts. Any, any um, final thought before I let you go? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, until we can do it at a population level, at an individual level, get rid of seed oils, get rid of vegetable oils, go out in the sun uh, and lift weights. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Hold on. I know how to run my own Discord server. Let's see here. Uh, Zinc Shadow is up next. Zinc, you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Hi. Um, so I just want to say, you know, hello. I'm first longtime listener, first time caller. Um, well, thanks for I've, calling in. It's sorry about all the uh, craziness tonight, but uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in and calling. Yeah, no worries. I, I've been listening to you, man, since like 2015, 2016. Um, wow. It's that's been a long time. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. There's been a lot of, you know, there's a lot of evolution over that time. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy because my girlfriend and I actually, funnily enough, both started listening to you at exactly the same time independently. Well, that's um, how you know she's at, a like keeper. 2015. Oh, for <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, um, that's, that's how you know she's the one. Holy cow. But when did you guys meet? Uh, so we met in, uh, it was September of 2018. Okay. And, and how long did you, to you in 2015? How long did you know her before you realized that uh, you both tuned into to this show or my channel? Um, a few months or so. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It, crazy. It was, you know, we both listened to all the same YouTubers and we both listened to you back when you had like under 10,000 subscribers at exactly the same time. So, well, wait, that was, but that, well, you're either at the very start of me talking politics or you're talking video game stuff. It's very start of you talking politics. Okay. All right. Well, I joke that that's how you know she's the one, but seriously speaking, if you have a lot of alignment in um, media or, or YouTube videos or podcasts that you consume, that's a pretty good indicator of, of philosophical alignment. Oh yeah. We've, we've discussed everything. We're perfectly aligned philosophically. Hmm. She's definitely a keeper. So why isn't she your wife yet? <laughs> <laughs> or your fiance. Yeah. <laughs> um i'll make this uh quick um i just wanted to ask if either of you guys had seen the uh, new york times video investigation regarding the uh capital insurrection um it shows videos from january 6th and how it all went down like in real time is this the Um, one where they show they've got like crazy graphics and they the the segment i saw was here was here's the nine breach points and here's how they they kind of had this map breakdown in addition to video footage that's the one yes that one I, I only saw a couple minutes of it. Is there uh is it is it well done or is it propaganda? Um, you know, I don't know enough to really say one way or the other. It shows real video from the, from January 6th. So it's kind of hard to um I feel like propagandize, you know, when you're showing real video and real content of what actually happened. Yeah, but I you, know can you can be put a spit on things. Yeah, you can be selective, you can omit things, you can emphasize things. You know, I mean, video is video. It's things that happened, but presentation can alter perception, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, But I just didn't know if you had seen the entire thing or if you had any comments on it or any thoughts. I just haven't seen it yet. But if it's worth checking out, I will give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just thought it painted like a pretty bad picture of like, you know, the Capitol rioters. And um, Hmm. I just, you know, considering, like I said, it was all real video. I just didn't know if you had any comment. I just, yeah, I just don't know. I'd have to check it out, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I will, I will give it a shot. Um, but thank you for the call, man. And thank you for tuning in and, uh, I'll give you a quick last word if you want it. Um, you know, basically that's pretty much it. I just really enjoy listening to you guys' show and I'm glad, uh, it's my first time trying to get in the show and I, uh, just so happened to get in first try and I'm you know, lucky you, Se- uh, yeah. Were you, uh, well, yeah, you were right up top. So that's, that's very lucky. <laughs> Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Okay. I think blonde is ready to go. So let me see if I can get her Uh, blonde. Can you hear me? All right. Now I don't have any sound coming off you though. (laughs) Oh, all right. Work on that. And now, okay. (laughs) Now she's frozen. Uh, uh, all right. See, I, well, I'll, I'll text you. Uh, let me get the next caller in here and we'll see what we can do again. Thanks for patience, guys. Uh, XFD is up next. XFD, you there? Hello. Yes. Yes, I am. 
What's on your mind, uh, sir? How's it, how's it going, guys? Is Blonde oh, uh, in, the, in the call now? We thought that she was going to be back, but now I, I can't hear her. So I'm doing uh, more work than I should be, which is hosting the show, doing the technical uh, diagnosis okay. stuff, and uh, you know, producing and uh, you know, trying to put out every fire. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. So um, I'm doing the best I can, and I'm going to put the burden on you to entertain the audience while I text Blonde. Great. How's that? That's completely fine. Uh, Thank know, you, we man. all know Matt is the big draw for uh, the Matt and Blonde show. Uh, Blonde well, just just shows up to to say spicy things. Uh, but yeah, related <laughs> to that, actually, um, I think uh, after we heard about some of the the things about. Uh, like drag queen story hour and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think Rick and Farm was right, and we all need to admit that. Um, and just, I used to think he was a crazy for, man. I used to think he was a yeah, silly person. Uh, like more and more, uh, we've been um, been proved that he's correct. But yeah, so I think it's uh, we're getting to the point where the progressives are going to have problems with interracial marriage, but be completely on board with uh, homosexual marriage. And the mm. reason why I think this is because they keep on saying that. Uh, white men uh, dating or marrying colored women is uh, like a form of racial fetishization. And we keep on hearing about like black only graduations and black only communities and things like that. Um, So eventually we'll get to this upside down bizarre world where the progressives are okay with homosexual marriages, polygamy, all that weird stuff. I think Blonde was even saying on one of the shows recently that they're pushing cards in us. That's going to be more socially accessible in progressive circles than um, interracial marriage. What about gay interracial? Will those cancel out? So (laughs) so that's what Milo Yiannopoulos was in famously, right? Yeah. And uh, like he would joke about like white supremacists who are generally very anti-gay, anti-homosexual. Um, they're just like exploding their minds because they, they couldn't stand which one they didn't like worse. Yeah, that's mm. a hard question. I think uh, I think that the progressives would be okay with that because it's gay, but I can't <laughs> speak for the progressives. It just barely passes. No, I think, I think you're probably onto something that um, uh, spaces for certain races are going to become... Um, more and more popular. Oh, they already are yeah. somewhat normalized on certain college campuses and other hyper progressive areas. Yeah. So um, it would be weird to see the civil rights era sort of reversed, but in the name of civil rights, which is what we yes. watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think and we're that far one, off one, from that. Yeah. One interesting thing is uh, the, do you, Matt, a question for you, history hmm. question. Do you know where the first place in the U.S. to legalize homosexual marriage was? Uh, voluntarily. I mean, I know that I know the Supreme Court oh, homosexual marriage. Now, I was thinking the sodomy yeah. case marriage. I think wasn't it like Iowa or Wyoming or something Close. like that? Not I, Wyoming. Iowa was pretty early on it, but it was actually Massachusetts. OK. Um, and Massachusetts, uh, there's this famous picture of like a kid with a flagpole charging down the school steps at black students that took mm-hmm. place in Massachusetts, which is a historically like very segregated racist part of the North. Um, and it's interesting that Massachusetts has a very low misogynation rate for a very progressive part of the country, mm-hmm. uh, which means that in general, people were probably not very on board with interracial marriage. And then shortly thereafter, they became the first state to legalize gay marriage. 
Interesting. Okay, so they're like they're like your test case, basically. Watch yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty soon, like you'll see, uh, like uh, like UMass Amherst and Brandeis and Harvard and all those progressive schools, where uh, uh, you'll start seeing like gay gay accepting, but misogynation not allowed. <laughs> the only reason I know UMass Amherst is because that's where Triglypuff went off. Yes. That is the only yes. reason I know yes. about that college. It's the right. largest state school in the UMass system. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't have anything else. Uh, I just thought that was a thought-provoking. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't there. think you're too far off. I think we might be headed down that path. So thank you for the thoughts. And um, thanks for bearing yeah. with the technical difficulties. Appreciate it. No worries. Uh, and well wishes with the rest of your wife's pregnancy. Oh, thank you. Thank Appreciate that. Well, have a good night. God bless. Okay, uh, I can present to you all. Blonde is. Ba- <laughs> it looks like you've been grasping at your hair. <laughs> what a friggin' nightmare this has been. Am I am I coming in video and audio? Yeah, now it's loud and clear, so oh, we'll hang on to sake. it as long as we can. But no, it was a hardware problem. So you tried the new or the just to clue the audience in. Um, Blonde has got a a new laptop, as in brand new, right? Not refurbished. Brand new, not refurbished. And we apparently that is the cause. So now you're using what, like a five year old, six, seven, eight year old laptop? An eight year old MacBook Air. And it's working. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Uh, and that guy, it's miscegenation. All right. Miscegenation. All right. Not- not misogyny. Lon just just shows up to say spicy things. I was going to get on and be like, "Nit." I could have I could have brought you in, but I figured I, I just didn't want to disrupt his call in a in a way that would be unfair to the caller. Mm. Even though he did call you out a little bit, but I think he was being sarcastic. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we uh hopefully are back to normal. Since we started the show about 10 minutes late, I figure we'll just bump the usual timing of when we take breaks and stuff 10 minutes sure sorry guys um appreciate everybody's patience so we'll try to keep it as normal as possible we do have email questions at the end of the show too which i didn't mention at the top because i wasn't sure if blonde was going to be here and if she wasn't probably wouldn't take the email questions because they're also for her uh but we'll assuming that this holds we'll take care of those at the end of the show as well okay shuffler is up next shuffler you there Oh, thanks for taking my call. My call is going to be on a topic that's a little dated because I've been trying to get in for a while. But um, okay, yeah. So on the anniversary of Black Floyd's death, my company <laughs> had a special like diversity meeting. Ooh, why? It was. I work at a big company, so this meeting was like broadcast to to, to uh, like anyone that wanted to join, and they kept bringing like hammering a certain point home, and it was about how allies need to be willing to accept uh, pain in order to be a good ally for like diversity and for blacks and that we were just going like they, they kept bringing it up that we have to uh, suffer in the name of being a good ally and it's just uh, I think it's hysterical at this point that anyone actually believes that diversity is our, our greatest strength when it's going to be uh, causing us so much pain and i was remembering molly tibbetts and how like she was raped and murdered and then her dad can just talk about how great mexicans are and how they have better food than we do and uh (sighs) nothing is going to wake people up the memes against molly tibbetts dad were so ruthless that i actually felt bad for her dad 
But well, I feel bad for him anyway. His daughter was was brutally well, murdered. Well, yes, on, but on top of that, I guess it was I it was say. also his fault though I'm, because I'm he saying, didn't. Ins- I I felt bad for him over the thing, the ridiculous things that he said. I should clarify. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said ridiculous things in response to the death of his daughter, and the memes were, uh, <laughs> they well, uh, they're some of the spiciest I've ever seen. Wouldn't, That's all I can say. Shouldn't he feel guilty over her yeah, death? So, I mean, uh, but it really seems like white people are fully on board with uh, just committing uh, racial suicide. And uh, so that's definitely the, the point. What did, do I you want. know what they meant by the sacrifice or the pain? What is the sacrifice or the pain that you're supposed to endure? Or is it just general? I think some of it was that uh, you're going to get passed up on like promotions um, because okay. they're so into making sure that they're promoting pretty much anyone that isn't uh, like, like a straight white male. So, so that's definitely part of it. And uh, then the, they left it rather vague because like any corporation, they, they want these things to be vague. So it can, they can always like change it and then increase it going forward. If it's something specific, then it's going to happen. And, and then you can say, oh, it's done. But as long as they leave it vague and open-ended, then they can keep like increasing it and it just never stops. Yeah. Hmm. You notice this theme of sacrifice in so many of their policy preferences. The theme of sacrifice is always present in the coronavirus stuff, too. It's like even if the sacrifice doesn't make logical sense, the sacrifice is the point and you will suffer the sacrifice for the sake of suffering, even though it really has no tangible benefit or trade off. It's just we all have to sacrifice now because because that's what like good like people training do. a dog. They're trying hmm. to train us that that we have to keep making sacrifices so we they can always just take away more of our rights. And, oh, that's just an, another sacrifice. That's just another sacrifice. So have you seen this in action in the time since? Have there been sacrifices asked of you or forced upon you or any of your colleagues? Uh, not anything extra, but uh, like the only – if you go onto the uh, internet at the company – the only thing that you're going to see there is feminism and like black lives matter. And like, it's pretty much just, uh, all left-wing propaganda being shoved down your throat. So it's, Mm. uh, it's just unending like every day. Have you worked at this place for a long time? Yes. I've worked at it, uh, very long time now. And this is fairly new or has it always had shades Uh, of this? No, it's, it's more that they're using, this uh black floyd's death as an excuse to push this agenda like they were already doing the some of these things Uh and now they just have like uh a a club to beat you over the head with it and be like oh well this is due to uh floyd and and diversity and and whatnot but it's just uh they were already doing things like this now they just have more of an excuse Wow. Um, have Do you, talked you to any- have the uh, capabilities to start your own business? I haven't uh, like t- talked to anyone else at the company about this because I haven't mm-hmm. been in. I've just been working from home. Ah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks to good old COVID. But uh, I-, I know a lot of people like at the, at the company, like if you ask them, oh, what's our greatest strength? They're going to have to say, oh, our greatest strength is diversity, even <laughs> if they don't believe it, because it's 2021 and you're not allowed to think outside a certain box wow can he hear me i think so can you hear blonde all right i can't hear oh (laughs) i I was like god they're not listening to me 
at all. I can hear you, but yeah, it, the the timing oh, of the question and the answer was almost perfect. So it was anyway. All right, so, so uh, the technical difficulties continue. Um, but thank you for the call and Godspeed at your company. Can I have a last word? Yeah, sure. Uh, a couple months ago, I sent in a question about how many cookies uh, you thought were <laughs> cooked in the Great European uh, Bake Off and Blanc. <sighs> around like 200,000, but you, you never gave your answer. So I'm looking for I, your answer on how I, many cookies you think. It's eight bajillion million trillion and not a cookie less. Let me be very clear. All the cookies. Okay. There was Thanks one cookie left. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Have a good night. No, th- there were two cookies left, which is why there are all these genetic problems. <laughs> can you uh, can you double check your uh, audio levels in your Mac system, just make sure it's at the level we need it is. I think it is, but I just want to make sure. This is a nightmare. I did not expect this oh, at all. Another thing we should probably do, can I double check that you're coming through okay on Discord? I'm gonna the audience will hear him or hear you double right now. Okay. Test, yeah, test, you, test, test, test. Yeah, your mic input on Discord is not right either. So you're gonna have to take okay, care of that. I'll fix that. Take a call. So for now, people can uh well, you can hear the callers. The callers can't hear you. So I'll have to relay until you get that figured out. Okay. The, the issues persist, but El Vicero is here. El Vicero, what's on your mind? Well, hi, Matt, and hi, Blonde. Uh, so, Blonde, did your uh, everything work out for your brother? So, be it for, for the moment, um, Blonde can hear you, but she her mic input is wrong, so you can't hear her. She's working on it. But if you, wanna, uh, if you want, you and I can chat while she's... Uh, Oh, she's sure. messing no, with that, and no perhaps problem. we can get the answer. Sorry about the issues, man. We're uh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, fixing them on the fly, you know. Well, in, anyways, women should be seen and not heard, right? <laughs> well, in this case, <laughs> yeah, it's the reverse. She is. Oh, for well, I guess you you can see her on the stream, but you can't hear her in the Discord. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, I was actually calling in to talk a little bit about uh, everybody's favorite lying little scrotum weasel. Uh, Fauci. Well, I did. I did listen to the exchange with Rand Paul and Fauci got a little pissy. Right. Um, oh, but Fauci outright committed perjury in that exchange. Or you think uh, prior? Uh, both. Hmm. Because okay, how when so? He's, so I, I was aware of the paper that Rand Paul was using back in May of 2020. So hmm. well over a year ago. It's, it's clear-cut gain-of-function research, but even more than that, let me read one sentence to you from the grant description that funded that research. And I, I'm going to have to unpack it because it uses a lot of jargon, but okay. we will use S-protein sequence data, infectious clone technology, in vitro and in vivo infection experiments, and analysis of receptor binding to test the hypothesis that percent divergent thresholds in S protein sequences predict spillover pot- potential. So let me unpack that. Spillover potential is when it jumps from like whatever animal species to humans. Mm-hmm. So that right there means gain of function. S protein. Well, except for little... not according to Fauci's definition. <laughs> well, he says that's not. Yeah. He's, he's a liar. So uh, so when they said S-protein sequence data and infectious clone technology, infectious clone technology is something where you can introduce whatever mutation you want into a virus. And in fact, you could take a, a sequence on a computer and completely c- reconstruct a virus from that sequence in the lab. 
And so the big one where it says in vitro and in vivo infection experiments, in vivo means like actually infecting animals with it. So I don't know if you remember the last time I talked about this, I was talking about infecting humanized mice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all saying we're going to take viruses. We're going to mess around with the S proteins. That's the part that plugs into the receptor and then like fuses, starts or begins the fusion process with the cell to enter the cell. They're saying they're going to take S proteins, mess around with those by, you know, doing the chimeric viruses and infect live animals with this shit. That's, that's what they're saying. And it's going to be humanized too. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely gain of function. It's in the grant research description that they were going to do that. And there are other papers from the grant where they were saying, yeah, we're going to do this. Like one from 2019 where the timing lines up about right for COVID-19. Um, so yeah, Fauci's a lying piece of shit. <laughs> fucking scrotum weasel. Scrotum weasel. I like that a lot. Oh, can you is. hear me, Elvacara? Yes, yes, I can. Yay! Absolutely. Cool. All right. I did stuff and it worked. <laughs> We're half hour into the show and I think I now we have everything working technically. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What a professional production. Oh, it really is. This is our job. Um, I think you, I think you're right. I really thought they were going to throw him under the bus. I'm quite disappointed at how this has played out. They're they're still licking his butthole. It's incredible. Oh yeah, and he's lied and lied and flip flopped and waffled and oh, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, wear two masks. Fuck you, Fauci. He said he was talking about triple masking for a while. Do you remember that? Uh, there was a little bit, yeah. And the uh, the um, eye covering as well. Goggles he, was early. Yeah, that was goggles early was early. Yeah. 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 He he outright lied in that hearing. He should be in jail for perjury. Well, I found the whole exchange frustrating. Not, I don't think Ron, uh, Rand Paul did a bad job or anything like that. But basically, they're arguing about the definition of gain of function. And it's yeah, like, who cares? It's like, did we give money to a Chinese lab to develop weird, unnatural viruses or not? Like, yeah. we can just ask this exactly. question in plain layman terms. And I understand what Rand Paul is trying to do. So I'm not trying to take shots yeah. at him. I think he's doing a good job. But um, but yeah, it's like in layman terms, that's the question that matters. Did we give the Chinese money to make weird, unnatural viruses or didn't we? And, well, and, and the I'm, answer, the answer to that is yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. And that's really all that matters. And and Fauci's point is, well, you can't prove that, that like the, he kept harping on that point that the study you're talking about, that wasn't uh, COVID-19 or the virus that causes it. Uh, that was something right. else. But it's like, yeah, obviously, yeah. we don't have proof that they if we had that, then, yes, it's 100 percent lab origin. And we know that we don't know that yet. It's just likely it's not 100 percent proven. Well, but, they didn't they didn't shut ahead. this grant down until 2020. And yeah. It, it very well could be yeah. that at, at, at bare minimum, we're giving money to the place that is the almost certain origin of the thing. Um, at worst, right. we and, and money's fungible. Obviously, you give play, yeah. you give this place a bunch of money. They can buy McDonald's lunch with it or they can make weird viruses. Well, Who knows what the hell happens? Well, but it's possible that it was more direct <clears throat> than that, that the exact program that we funded specifically is the thing that made coronavirus. That's totally Isn't possible. That, hasn't that already been determined? No, well, it, I mean, no, not no, definitively. Not yet. But even even if we didn't fund the specific study or specific research that produced SARS-CoV-2, we funded enough of them doing that kind of research to make sure that they had the knowledge to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. 
But anyways, I think that's enough of that. I'll, I'll let you get to the next yeah. caller. I just have one question for Blonde, and that's, did everything work out for your brother? Um, yes, he ended up, I, I actually dropped this in the in the group chat and on Telegram because I was like <laughs> trying to get him a ride from a stranger, but he was going to surprise his wife with a puppy that they've been on, on the waiting list for for many, many years. And uh-huh. um, he got stranded in small town Oregon because there were no rental cars on the way back. And he mm. unexpectedly got kicked off of a flight. Oh. So he was like stranded in Oregon. Oh, God. I'm sorry. It's fine. No, he basically hitchhiked to Salt Lake City and uh, he's driving back now. Nice. Wow. I, it's been a whole that's the first time hearing that story too. My God. Yeah. I've been dealing with that a lot. It's been a whole thing this week. <laughs> all right. Thank you well, so much for your help. I really appreciate all the people in telegram that tried to try to get him a ride. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> all right. I'll catch you guys later. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. We are due for a break. So let's, uh, do you have super chat open? Yeah. Let's see if my computer explodes <laughs> when I open this. Otherwise I can start on tippy stream or elsewhere. Uh, go ahead and start. Let me reload this. Let's see what we got. Actually, we are all set on Tippy Stream over on Trovo. Um, issue, thanks for supporting the show. Slopper says, I want reparations for the seven minutes that I had to wait for the stream to start. Yeah, uh, we'll have, maybe we can negotiate. Do um, you ever have anxiety dreams about the podcast? Uh, rarely. I have had a few. In the whole like five years of the show, I've had maybe a handful of dreams about like about that sort of thing. Like I'm sitting at a computer and I'm like, I I can't figure out how to make it work or I can't I can't (laughs) do this. The same kind of dream you have about like running away from a monster or you're in a stressful situation. Or you you miss a test or something. Yeah. 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 Like you're in a stressful situation and you can't figure out how to solve it. Uh, That's it's pretty rare, though. It's not a common thing for me. I have deep seated anxiety about what exactly just happened happening. So yeah, I have dreams where I forget to show up for the show and you're so pissed. <laughs> that's good that you have those. Cause that's how it would play out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you good over there? Uh, just a few more on Trovo. Uh, Rob Bob. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Let's see. Issue says, what do you think of Democrat representatives from Texas having their COVID super spreader trip to the Capitol? Half a dozen representatives, now half a dozen White House and Capitol staffers tested positive. Um, All this stuff is really interesting. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious. It's ironic and hilarious, of course. But they're on top of that. I mean, I think that this is interesting to juxtapose with the claim that, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Clearly, it's not. And I understand that all of their cases are extremely mild and really not doing anything. uh, And it's not like their lives are at risk. That's also true for 99 plus percent of the rest of society as well. The non Delta variant, whatever the hell. I'll talk about it on Sunday. But did you see in the UK, their health minister guy, whoever he is, public official in whatever health department in the UK. Comes out, does a press conference and says uh, 60% of those hospitalized with coronavirus right now are double vaccinated, which. Okay. And then, uh, oh, no, 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 that was fake news. That, sorry, that was a mistake. It comes out, he has to correct the statistics. And, uh, and you're thinking, well, okay, that was pretty high. What, what's, what's, uh, what's the, what are the real numbers? Oh, it's 60% are unvaccinated. Okay, but that's still 40%, 40% of the people yeah. hospitalized who are double vaccinated. And why because the vast majority of them are very, very old, very, very frail, likely to be hospitalized regardless. Um, we're, we're playing a game of, of 
bullshit charades with all yep. of this. And uh, yeah. I, I, another thing I want to talk about on Sunday, there was a doctor in Alabama who gave another bullshit story of so many people come into my hospital. And when they do, they're clutching, grasping at me when I have to intubate them. And they say, please give me the vaccine, please, I beg of you. And I say, I'm sorry, but it's too late. And I clutch their hands and I have and to shove die. a tube down their throat. And it's like, and everybody on Twitter is eating this up all afternoon. I mean, this thing, it, it was trending. Um, was it Alabama or Arkansas? It might have been Arkansas. Uh, but this was one of Twitter's top stories. And it's like, you guys know none of this happened, right? It was <laughs> no, made No, they don't up. know that. It was made Nobody's going into the hospital on their dying breath, begging for a coronavirus vaccine. Please have mercy. I thought it. And she has this whole speech. I thought it was all political. I thought it was all fake. I believed my orange God. God, shut up. Female doctors, am I right? Can confirm. It was not a male doctor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Okay. uh, Was she white? Uh, She was. That's a shame. I mean, white or, or white? I don't know. Do we have a last name check on it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into it on Sunday. And you, you can know, if you're going to come to the show, you need to be prepared. And you have ha- to have every demographic <laughs> box checked. She's an idiot doctor. That's all I know. Yeah. That C2K. used to not be a thing. I know. Uh, way back when. Well, uh, less commonly a thing. C2K says, apology for the humble brag, but my kiddo broke up. Uh, for summer yesterday, she was voted top girl out of 800 uh, student only, no faculty allowed to vote. And her speech was titled, quote, is home study worth our parents liberty as it will be our freedoms next. And she's only in her second year out of seven years in school. Well, good for her. Oh, that's great. Thank you, man. Congratulations. And uh, Super Shoe and William Cooper. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, let's see. ETC Giggling Spy Deus Ex uh, Mac in a Prime. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. DL, uh, DL Myers as well. Thank you. All set. Are you good? Yeah. Better call all. Uh, Larry Elder is running for governor in California, as I am sure you're aware. He's running a funding campaign at electelder.com. If you care to mention it, thank you. We do care to mention it because it was in a super chat, so I just mentioned it. Uh, I would like to think that he has a chance because I, I like the guy quite a lot, but he has no but chance. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all the best, though. I mean, maybe it's. I want California to be saved someday. If anybody could do it, he's among the best to do it. Um, I'll be interested to see how that recall effort turns out. I, I can't imagine living in California and thinking, yeah, this is fine. This is yeah. all really good. Uh, yeah. Policy wise, this is fantastic. We shouldn't try anything different. I know. I know. How could you live in California and still be a Democrat at this point? Shame on Uh, you. Well, sometimes they actually believe that the problems are because of the meddling Republican minority, that somehow they've leveraged their power. The Republicans in California are like Caitlyn Jenner. So it's kind of more (laughs) of the same, I suppose. It doesn't even really matter what party you belong to there. Yeah. Mm. Well, and they... um, California has that like top two primary system too. So it's usually just mm. Democrats running against Democrats, Democrats. in general. Ugh, what a nightmare. Mm. Eric Burns, Marge, a little something for the duct tape fund. Thanks for being my sanity safe space. We're trying. I'm really sorry, guys. This was all my I fault. Guess the moral was really the, worried. I guess the moral of the story is don't buy new computers. Like that, that was a mistake. I don't know what me. happened. This, it was very expensive. You know? I, yeah. I know we we upgraded a lot of our um, computer and PC tech recently. Um, and... For the most part, that's been a good move, but I don't know yeah. what the hell's wrong with that computer. The battery was very low. 
And sometimes from my experience with, with MacBooks, uh, if you get, if you let the battery get under like 5%. But you're not, you're running it with like with power, right? Yeah. 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 But I don't, I don't even know how the battery drained, but it was on the fritz, like mm. what, from when I opened it up. So I don't know. I think that's related to it. Um, Long Don John says, come on, Rand, just say it to that smirking snake Fauci's face. You lied to Congress. Yeah, but he, of course he did. But who cares? Who cares? Rand Paul is trying to get a criminal charge against Dr. Fauci. It's never going to happen. I mean, Lol. it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't happen under William Barr. It definitely no. won't happen under Merrick Garland. The guy's too busy, like uh, harassing Georgia and, uh, you know, <laughs> making plans to work with uh, what's his face? David Chipman mm -hmm. to come in great. and kick down That's your door. Great. Yeah. yeah. Although David like, Chipman, they're, they're still not saying much. I, they must be having trouble with that guy. How didn't it all just uh, fall on Kirsten Cinema? <laughs> yeah, I read. Uh, so Manchin hasn't said how he's going to vote. There's pressure on our Senator John Tester, who is one of those uh, rural state Democrats who gets it on gun rights. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Thanks, but he but, hasn't yeah. said what he's going to do. Um, I think that. I think I know what John Tester wants to do because John Tester votes with Pelosi and Schumer all the time. But politically speaking, voting for Chipman is very risky in this state. Yeah. So I think he's aware of that. I hope so. Um, although then he's just motivated by his popularity. So he's worthless to me anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's beneficial for the moment. But is it beneficial long term? Of course not. Yeah, he sucks. Can you think of any politicians that are truly based in principle? Like Rand Paul. He's pretty much my guy. Uh, if I was going to vote for anybody... If I was really going to vote for anybody for president enthusiastically, it would probably be, Rand be him. Paul, yeah. There might be Me a too. few others. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ted Cruz is kind of warming on me, but he's not on that level. Nah, he bitched out and got the vaccine. <laughs> Deal breaker. Well, his woman uh, face, too. Bearded Ted is way better than not. So it's got to yeah. be bearded Ted. Um, but but, you know, even that's just kind of like, a, all right, I, I, I like him. Uh, Rand Paul, I'd be more enthusiastic about. Christy Noem ended up being such a dismal disappointment. Uh, she had that whole episode with the transgender sports thing. A lot of people were mad at her for that. She's all one, one thing I'm not a big fan of. But it's, I feel conflicted. Like she got up at CPAC and she said, uh, listen, we need Republicans who are going to stand up right away for freedom and she was kind of bragging like listen i never shut down south dakota people in florida they shut it down people in texas they shut it down and they like to portray themselves as heroes of freedom now but i never did that which i think her point is correct but i i also thought it was sort of lame to basically make a campaign stump out of a uh political conference for conservatives without actually being formally campaigning I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. It, it's this Maybe. its this immigration thing that I'm stuck on with her. Well, she sent South Dakota National Guard to the border. I mean, she's pretty hawkish on that stuff. She has said some some things about federal immigration law that make me a, a little bit concerned. Um, and, like you know, a guy the, should be should come in every year or something like that. That is one too many guys. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wouldn't vote for her for president. Uh, I would consider it, but... I I don't know that she has the same level of enthusiasm for me just yet. Yeah. Vote for her. What a funny statement. Let's just leave it at that. I know. Um, Holden Mulray. First caller is right. We can no longer sit back and allow the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. God bless you guys. What the hell did the first caller talk about? It was really interesting. It was about how diet and um, even environmental factors 
affect testosterone levels. That is true. And, yeah. and basically control our political philosophy as a result. Yeah. Um, that That's was true. The- um, I know that on the right, people get really hung up on the the chemical stuff, the environmental stuff. And there there are lots of endocrine disruptors in the environment. But in third world nations where they use the most garbage plastics constantly, like in, in Africa, they're, they're, they're using tons and tons of low-grade plastics. Their sperm counts, are, they still continue to stay steady and rise in some, mm. in some instances. Uh, and it's down 52% in the United States since 1978. So some of it is environmental. I think it has to do with birth control in the water and, and other things. There, there are probably some estrogenic effects from endocrine disruptors. But I think that most of it has to do with fatherlessness and lack of competitive sports. Edward Dutton uh, talked about this in one of his videos. It was fascinating. Um, yeah, I was mentioning that with the caller. I didn't realize how much behavioral behavior can influence testosterone levels totally like totally, your activity yeah. your exercise your your fitness all of those things right which is why i have decided if i have a son i will get him involved in team sports what about football Ugh, fine <laughs> blonde son will grab an ass at the bottom of the fumble pile confirmed it it the competitive nature of of any contact sport helps increase testosterone sure yeah i i i i i would believe that to be true or could believe that yeah which is counterintuitive Um, because it's so gay all right (laughs) we got to get back to the calls can we uh stop there yeah yep all right um Uh, i'll have to just circle back with you meadily is up next meadily thanks for your patience are you there hello What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, is, is Blonde's mic working now? Or yeah, everything's fine. Supposedly. Oh, oh, good, good. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about Blonde's favorite Jew. Ben Shapiro? That's right. That's right, gang. Okay. <laughs> I hate Abby, too. Abby, oh, his, his huge boob sister? She's not the one in those pornographic pictures. I know. I can't I know. believe you're like, sticking up for that. Dude, you yeah. can't just slander a woman like I accidentally <laughs> slandered her. Uh, yeah, that'd be like the least of her offenses. But uh, actually, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because one of the things I did want to bring up is it's tangentially related to Ben Shapiro. Is did you guys hear about that uh, that whole brand you love thing that uh, happened at Turning Point USA? No, nope. I am. I am generally aware although i am unclear so if people aren't aware turning point you correct me if i'm wrong mealy turning turning point had a conference brandy love who is a well-known porn star shows up was she a featured guest or speaker or was she just there she was just there okay now this is her story this is from what i heard now no i'm not i'm not a porn connoisseur Mm -hmm. but i do know who she is same as i know who jenna jameson is and like some of these other huge name ones, but anyway, uh, yeah, I guess I guess what this, this, the basic premise was that she showed up, and she was you know she got like this VIP pass, and she wanted to meet like a bunch of different people there, and she she said I know it sounds a kind of lame excuse she said for her privacy she wanted to use her her stage name instead of her her uh, real name, mm-hmm. uh, which you know I, I know it kind of sounds like a, like a like a stretch because. If she used a real name, nobody would know who the hell she was. Um, but yeah, but so she used her, her real name, and I guess she got to do like this tiff with uh, 
Nick Fuentes and other even other people at, at Turning Point USA like uh, like Matt Walsh and even uh, Blonde's uh, best friend Lauren Chen. Um, I've seen a have, lot of tweeting about this the last few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I kind of wanted to just bitch at them about it is that okay, you know, just right off the bat, porn. I mean, it's not it's not good. Absolutely. Um, you know, just like, I don't know, some other things aren't good. Smoking's not good. Drinking technically isn't bad for you. It's not good. But it's just, there are many, many different ways that the, the conservatives are losing the culture, the culture mm-hmm. war, and they will continue to lose it. And like, they keep shooing away everybody who's yeah. who's remotely to the left on any fucking issue. It, it, you know, it, it used to be marijuana. You know, but but now they've been sort of lessening up on that. Um, but so yeah, all these is o- there, other things they've been. Is pushing, their issue just back. her attendance? Um, I want to be as fair no. to them as possible. What's what's their issue? Uh, her attending and and using her stage name rather than rather than her real name. Okay, like she got um, a special the, special the, treatment the, or the something like that. But but it wasn't. I don't even know what the condition was of her her VIP pass. Uh-huh. But um, but I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know that. I don't know if that was a condition of her using her stage name or if she just used it, you know, just because she didn't want to leave her real name yeah. so people would, well, you know. Um, there there are a couple issues too. Her. Am I correct in understanding that the the event is for high schoolers? Is that correct, or is that that that's how I saw it presented? Uh, it's it, it, you know I I think it was primarily intended for high schoolers, but um you know she wasn't like you know like dressed up like she like she, she wasn't wearing a g-string and freaking you know and flashing her tits or anything at, at any of the students she actually she didn't speak there she didn't even like um have like a a sign or anything saying yeah. hey she just know, attended and she was no yeah, spotted. She, yeah yeah big thing is is you know the reason why i know who she is or how i know her is that she's like one of the the only conservative you know adult stars that that uh that are well, that, well that was the that was the issue that I saw being debated most heavily on Twitter is can you be conservative and a an active porn performer? No. Yeah, that was kind of a lot of people going back and forth. And and um not that I'm the gatekeeper of conservatism. I, I don't necessarily even identify as a conservative really, but uh I, I want to leave room for people to have uh moral awakenings and to realize maybe what they're doing is bad or wrong or come around and change their opinion. I I certainly want to leave room for that. But I also understand the argument that if you're actively creating porn, it's hard to say that you're someone who believes in um, a traditional morality and sort Mm -hmm. of the family and sex sense. And the counter that was being raised is, well, conservatism is really just about small government. That's, that's all we should care about. But well, I don't know. And I, I would disagree with that, too. I, I believe in a small government philosophy because I want people to be moral actors who will live good lives. And I think they're the best ways to do that, not necessarily the government to ram it down their throats. So um, I can see where the critics are coming from. I don't want to gatekeep. But at the same time, it does seem hard to be an active porn star who believes in any sort of traditional sense of morality. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I think from from what I gathered, she's she's more of like along the uh, libertarian lines rather than yeah. conservative. But there were people sure. that she admired that she wanted to speak to. 
you know, mm-hmm. not in the capacity of, of her career, but just she just her career, whatever job. Um, but you know, career makes it sound like she's like a business executive, but um, oh, she conducts you know, business all right, <laughs> like Kamala Harris, yeah. No. But no, well, that's true. Though. We should have a problem with Kamala Harris showing up at any of these events mm-hmm. by the same reasoning, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah, but see, the thing is, I mean, she doesn't like represent it. Like, she wasn't saying, you know, she wasn't going there and saying, Look, I am conservatism. She's just like, Oh, I want to go there. I want to talk to these people and then get the hell out, you know? Okay, and so then, she was in, not, she was there as almost like a, not I a guess. fan. A fan would probably be the wrong word, but like a, a, a listener, an audience member. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, but I don't know. See, it, it, it's really, it's really tricky because like there are lots of things that are not, innately christian like you know if for example like if you're a musician and you write really you know anti-christian lyrics they're still going to welcome you if you if you're a novelist and you write horrible freaking you know like murderous prose they're still going to allow you they're gonna be like oh you know what welcome to the club you know but it's just and see the thing is it's it's making me defend porn which i'm not doing i want to make that clear i'm just saying you don't want to kick out fucking everyone yeah, that that could can influence and the, the thing is is i can bet you 10 times more people have seen her, her videos than have watched run hide fight um <laughs> yeah but i guess for what purpose would be the question like how many people yeah, have gained true. conservative values or philosophy <laughs> out of watching her take god knows how many dicks she has i mean like that's Ugh. yeah i know how many people have had a philosophical awakening I know, man. It's just I like, get, look, I get I, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, it's truth be told, I'm not exactly sure ex- where I would stand on this. Obviously, if it's a, it's a, if it's an event for young people and high school kids, she has no business being on stage um, or as any kind of featured guest, and certainly not in a, in a, oh, no, in a pornographic setting. I think we'd all agree on that. But is her? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. Is what she does for a career legally? Um, is that grounds to purity test mere attendance? I, it is a slippery slope to say that. If you're going to vet every single person there for the the event's perceived morality of their career choice, yep. I mean, a lot of people are going to be excluded in the way you're describing. Um, man. Yeah, no. It, I, I got to put more thought to it personally, it's, it's to be honest. Cut. It's yeah. not clear cut. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I'll give up time. I know people are sick of hearing about porn, but I just wanted to let you know, uh, Dangerous Spaces, he's working his fucking ass off, man. That guy. <laughs> oh, I know. He's so great. Yeah, seriously, man. That guy puts in so much goddamn work. But And also, uh, I agree with you on Blade Runner. It sucks complete ass. Thank you. A point of agreement. And the book, you know, some people say the book is better. The book sucks, too. Wow. Um, did you have any thoughts, more thoughts on this, Blonde? You seem kind of quiet on this one, so. Uh, no, I don't think you can be conservative and do porn in short. However, I agree with you that we should, um, allow some kind of opening for people that reform their lives, Hmm. but I don't think it's just a small government issue. There are cultural issues here. There are moral issues that are attached to so-called conservatism. And if you don't accept that, then I, I wouldn't say anybody's a conservative. That's, that's strictly small government, but like pro porn or whatever. I know that's not your stance. Well, and that was kind of um, Lauren's uh, Lauren Chen's Twitter point was, yeah, I mean, we're we're all small government, but small government without a moral core is just nonsense degeneracy. And I I agree with that. You you do have to have some kind of moral core. And if you 
if you don't stand up for some sort of um some sort of moral backstop to the worst sorts of degenerate behavior we can we can uh, partake in uh you're not going to build a great society it's going to be yeah, something that's yeah. pretty rotten so i get that yeah all right cool thanks Thank guys you, man. i'll talk Appreciate to you later it. love you bye uh, okay sunshine 240 is up next we went on for a little while on that one i probably should have done better on time but thank you guys for patience you'd think that was a circumcision call or something like that uh sunshine you there yeah I'm, how's it going we're doing hey. well what's on your mind i just wanted to talk a little 2a stuff uh sure because uh they got they got the whole chipman thing coming up i heard you talking about it earlier do you know any more than I do, or is it still just a big mystery box right now? Uh, do we know how I, this vote is going to happen? I got an email from Firepoint Firearms Policy Coalition earlier today where uh, a Democrat from Illinois, he w- didn't seem very confident they had the votes and they mm. were going to be getting the votes. So maybe they're not going to be able to nominate this guy. Mm. Well, OK, that'll be a positive piece of yeah. news. Was it? Uh, oh, I think it was um, Durbin, right? The uh, the he chairs the committee. I think is that the guy I, you saw quoted. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the email. Okay. Anyway, okay. So what what else on two A you want to talk? Well, uh, specifically, they've got the three open uh, comments thing right now. They got the brace, the eighty percent arms, and then mm-hmm. the redefinition of a uh, receiver. And I, I again, I got another email from the policy. Firearms Policy Coalition saying that uh, apparently they've got a lot of comments on the brace, but only a fraction on the 80%. And I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but I just bought a 3D printer recently. So it's kind of I can hear the little buzz. So, okay. So you are 3D printing something in full compliance with federal law and and Mm -hmm. state and local where where applicable. Uh, Yeah, definitely don't have a Yankee Boogle or anything like that. (laughs) Definitely not. Okay. Um, Okay. And and honestly, we're... uh, I know on our our show is probably contributing a little bit to that because we've talked about the pistol brace stuff, but not the 80 percent lower stuff and the definition of a receiver. And I have to plead a little bit of ignorance because I thought I actually thought those were the same, the definition no. of the receiver and the 80 percent rule. So they're actually two separate. I believe they're two separate things. Okay. Yes. And so I, I'll, I'll plead. Uh, I, I don't think I've commented. I've commented on the, the brace and the 80 percent, but I have not gotten a chance to do the. Uh, the redefinition of a receiver. And I know this is a lot of uh, technical jargon for people who aren't a firearm inclined necessarily. Um, but the, it, broadly speaking, all of these things follow a similar theme of the pistol brace rule. So it's the feds just deciding arbitrarily that that shape of plastic or metal that you have is now a gun. And if you have it um, without fi- without getting a background check or without following all the transfer rules or without registering it in the ways that they want you to register it. Suddenly that chunk of metal or plastic is legally the equivalent of a machine gun and you can go to jail for 10 years. That- that's what we're talking about. All of these things is just the Fed saying your car is an assault car and you go to jail. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. And uh, the-, the thing is, is uh, as far as like the, um, the eighty percent thing again. That's one's really important. But if the redefinition of the receiver goes through, then it would also limit what you could purchase for your totally not eighty percent or totally not self-manufactured gun, because it would redefine certain components that you wouldn't be able to just get shipped to your door anymore. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this whole thing is is going to be a mess, and uh, 
Well, you'd like it uh, never to start, and certainly keeping Chipman out is a good way to stop the momentum of a lot of these proposed rule changes. You'd like to think that um, maybe the Supreme Court would be forced to address some gun issues finally. I know they do have uh, an upcoming case or two that they've agreed to hear, but generally speaking, they like to punt those things. Um, uh, for, from what I've, I've watched a few of uh, uh, Viva Fry's videos and a few of um, uh, what's his name there from uh, the, oh God, I can't think of his name now. But, Barnes uh, or? No, not Barnes. The, the one who always does the podcast with Barnes. Viva Fry? No. Oh God, I can't think of his name. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know another lawyer who's working with Barnes. I don't know, but. Anyways, uh, they, they seem to think that they're only going to take a 2A case if they've got conflicting rulings in different districts. Like if hmm. the Ninth Circus rules one way and the Sixth Circuit rules another way, it's the only way they're going to take a 2A case. All right. Well, um, thank you for the update. And uh, that's a good reminder, not just for me, that I need to go comment on the rest of these rules. Uh, but if you're in the audience and one, you care about guns and gun rights. You should be submitting comments on these on these uh, proposed rule changes. But two, if you're just a freedom loving person and you don't want the feds to redefine your property and yeah. kick down your door and put you in prison <laughs> for something you owned yesterday perfectly legally, just head over there and submit a, a brief comment. That's like, uh, you know, you have to be nice or else they they uh, get rid of your yeah, comment. You no can't swearing, just give them the finger. Be nice. But if you just even if you write a sentence or two about the principles behind your opposition that does count. So um, as far as where to find those things, I know that if you go to gun owners of America, probably firearms policy coalition, as you mentioned, can direct you to them in a centralized place. Uh, check yeah, those I believe, out. I believe they have links on their website. The and NRA also, is uh, too busy sipping cocktails on the beach to post them, but maybe they have them on their website. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've not been to the NRA. I've never been a member. <laughs> I, you know, history of the show, I was gifted an NRA membership by the audience way back in 2018. And I got the little knife, the tiny little pocket, the knife. tiny knife. Yeah. I think I still have it. And I picked the knife in case uh, they take all the rest of my shit. Then I'll <laughs> have the tiny little, it's basically the size of like, uh, what are those little things on fingernail clippers that you can clean your nails with? Like seriously, fu- it's that small. Yeah. How big is it really though? The knife? Yeah. Like an inch. Seriously? Yes. It's tiny cheap bastards mm. <laughs> so i i canceled my netflix recently and mm. when i when i did that I, I chose firearms policy coalition to send my subscription over there so they are spicy know, I, I just want to encourage people to you know cancel your netflix cancel your disney plus and maybe move that over to you know goa or firearms policy Coalition. and remember a lot of right. the a lot of the at least momentary victories in california on magazines and on the assault weapons ban stuff um, that was Firearms Policy Coalition in, in in cooperation with other groups. So yeah, they they're they're a tiny operation compared to the NRA, but in my estimation, they're they're getting way more done and they're posting way better memes. So, uh, you know, sign up to support them. Absolutely. All Thank right, you. Thanks. Man. That's Appreciate all I wanted it. to talk about and just kind of get the word out. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Okay, we are about due for another break. Uh, forgive my terrible pacing, but uh, you know. It's that kind of show tonight. Um, let's see. Let me check up on Tippy Stream, and I'll do my best to uh, be a little more efficient in the last segment of calls. Thanks, guys. Um, we're good on Tippy Stream, and let's see. Uh, Ron Helton over on uh, Trovo, appreciate you. And over on D Live, uh, looks like we're good. I think I got to Sergeant Bob last time. If not, uh, Sergeant Bob, thank you. 
All right. Who was the last one I did? I don't know where you left off. Well, shit. Oh, this is the show. Man, I'm really screwing up tonight. Okay. Um, Long Don John says, the technical issues must be bad. I've seen Blonde that pissed off since the insert her favorite slur here choir wanted to convert your children <laughs> on the plus side. I'm digging her background. Thank you. It's um, I didn't curate this at all. Mm. Uh, I do love Pearl Jam though. Um, gentleman activist regarding tech issues live from her mother's basement. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's the um, undisclosed location. Who knows? Yeah. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once made love. I told him to squeal like a pig and he started singing we shall overcome on the capitol steps oh that was a bad one <laughs> thank you graham godfrey liz wheeler found an interesting law that makes crt illegal yes because i'm sure laws are going to protect us uh, i'd have to check it out i wonder i mean i wonder what that would be illegal and and what law are we talking federal i don't know i I'm, I'm, i totally forgot about liz weaver what is she up to live chat wheeler. um the real foxy uh Weaver, rocky not, mountain not misogynation and not weaver <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah this is the epitome of uh poor pronunciation tonight it's not liz wheeler no i thought you said weaver no oh well then maybe i misheard oh i was like really um rocky Carry mountain on. monk the alabama doctor's name is Brittany cobia can't find her ethnicity but the name is hispanic she's thank a, you live chat she's a blonde chick i can tell you that there's a picture of her She's a an Espanol crypto white, it sounds like. <laughs> Bravo, Victor. A real two. George Zimmerman, you heard it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> or Robert Zimmerman, you know, <laughs> which is, um, oh my God, does my brain not work anymore? Never mind. Uh, Bob Dylan's real name. Uh, Bravo, Victor. Paul Rubin's dad was a founding member of the Israeli Air Force, no joke. He flew uh, the RAF in World War II, and in 1947, he and a few pals stole some Maser Schmitz and flew them back to Israel for the war. So really, the Royal I don't know Air Force. He was in the British Air Force. Oh yeah, must, must uh, in in World War II. He flew with the Royal Air Force. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, bravo, Victor. I like my women like I like COVID nineteen nine nineteen and spreads easy. I have to credit that joke to a razor fist chatter. Okay. You guys are, you guys are terrible, terrible. All right. We can, we can circle back on the rest. All of right. I will try to be a little more efficient on the calls. Appreciate the patience guys. Reloaded AK is up next. Mr. AK, you there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, got a little bit heated when immediately called in because that was some of the most retarded shit I'd ever heard in my life. Okay. Which so you, you want to take the, you're, you want to take the harsher stance on the porn lady. I, I oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Big 10 conservative movement. How big of a 10 do you have to have to like realize that you can't support it anymore? Yeah. There do have to How be limits. Be yeah. exclusive? I mean, there, there do have to be limiting principles. Um, the li- I'm open well, the to the idea. Have- that poor lady violates the principles. Sure. Well, the litmus test is very easy. What helps build stable families? Go with that criteria. That's how you win. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can get on board with that. Um, let me, uh, uh, let me push back a little bit for at least devil's advocacy sake. Um, if she's just there and I don't know if she was, I don't know what she did at the event, but if she's just there listening, she's just an audience member. 
I mean, do we vet everyone for their behavior as to whether it it, it upholds uh, traditional families or builds traditional families? Where do we stop on that? Well, you're dealing with a situation that doesn't exist because she didn't just attend there anonymously. She used her brand name. Okay. She did uh, it on a fair purpose distinction. because some of those people knew who she was. She yeah. wanted to be able to say, I'm the conservative porn star, just like Lady Maga is the conservative homosexual crossdresser. <laughs> God. Where do yeah, you stop? that's true. Okay. There's so- novelty. So I, I can grant that point and I can see the, the point that you're making that she chose to show up there as an identifiable, indeed branded porn star. And, and I think uh, there's something to that. But what if she showed up just as a lady? What if she even tried and to so, disguise herself? Um, that would and had discontinued, had discontinued oh. the pornographic lifestyle. Fine. Hmm. That's yeah. That's another situation entirely. But like I said, we're not discussing that. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, they I mean, wanna, just, these people want to. Uh, I I understand. Like yeah. I it, I get that. And if she disavowed it and like turned it around, I mean, it won't get rid of the mark she has on the internet because you can't get rid of that at all mm-hmm. yeah. forever. Yeah. But your she's per- actively participating. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna. Say, your perspective is that she doesn't have to actually like whip out her uh whip out her goods to be pro porn and to basically be a porn figure in attendance mm-hmm. that's what you're saying uh well i mean she her the damage is already done with her she's been in porn for how long now probably over a decade but and, what if she used her clout to speak out against it uh i mean that's one way to go about it but i don't imagine her doing it considering the fact that she's worked for uh what Pornhub and stuff like that for, like I said, over a decade. And the owners, MindGeek, have been connected to a bunch of different porn sites, possible human traffic and all other shit. Yeah, but what if she came out and spent the rest of her life trying to undo her contribution? That's a that's a good start, but that's a what if scenario. I'm working with what she did right now. So I know. I'm just saying she's not she's not unforgivable. It's uh, I mean, there's a lot to atone for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's, uh, I wouldn't use her as your figurehead. I wouldn't use her as like so oh, absolutely I'm a conservative porn star who's writing for the Federalist. I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't use that clout. Oh, she is uh, writing there too. I didn't know that. Yeah, she like I think she said she writes for the Fe- she like she wrote columns for the Federalist. Okay, that's and, asinine. And, for I, I can't like, support her for the same reason I can't support uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, it's preposterous to have these people as figureheads when their lifestyles are so deranged. Or we can't act like this stuff is 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 normal. Um, just so that we can reduce the base of of conservatives, who cares? Well, I don't want to appeal to the general public anymore. People are largely retards. Well, that's the thing is that I didn't even want to talk about her specifically. I like she was going to be included in the topic. I wanted to talk about how conservatism needs to die. Okay. The Republican Party needs go for to it. die. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. Like you see things like Black Rifle Coffee Company, like actively using the patriotic incentive uh, feelings of main of a lot of Americans to coast off of and to gain a lot of money. These people never believed in the things that they said, and they were probably pissed off because a fellow tribesman, because of the CEOs were also tribesmen, got shot and killed, even though he was a rapist. Uh, he was a pedophile who raped little boys. Oof. Both Joseph Rosenbaum. Yeah, they 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 just they denounced Kyle Rittenhouse, even though the guy who was tracing him trying to kill him was a, a child well, rapist. Are you to, fucking to, kidding me? To be fair, when they finally had this interview with Dana Lash, they said they support Kyle Rittenhouse in self defense. But I, I, we'll get to it on Sunday. Um, well, I I no, find that was, their, that's a backtrack. I find yeah. their explanation to be pretty unsatisfying. And to your point, it was not the initial reaction; it was the reaction after putting that finger in the wind and figuring out where uh, the wind is blowing and making a reaction that you think will yeah, totally. minimize the damage. Well, oh the God, I can't is- believe. 
how many people fell for this too. People in our comments were like, oh, you just misinterpreted what they said. It's like, they obviously, I don't, I don't want to hear any company say, if you're racist, uh, I don't want, I don't want your business. I'll never ever shop at another company that says yeah. that because somebody's definition of racism is surely vastly different than my definition of racism. Yeah. I, I want to get into that too. Um, even the, the taking their intended interpretation of their words, as they say, after the fact, I still don't agree. No, on the, well, it's it's the same point you're making. Well, what I'm trying to say is at this point, like, what do you see in the conservative like party or the Republican party? You see porn stars who try to act as conservative. You see trans, trannies, uh, like, trannies and cross-dressers who are trying to act as conservative, trying to promote themselves as something, and then they're still they're being propped up. These people are a rear guard for your uh, for your uh, rabid activist factions on quote unquote the left. Even yeah, I, I just call them say like traitors. Yeah, uh, this is how uh, they usurp the conservative party by infiltrating and then, well, and then mandating that we accept. Yes, yes, it is. If we have a bunch that's of usur- homosexual no, tra- tranny figureheads and stuff, always been the rear guard. Always been the rear guard because the, any any effective way of fighting back, you get cut off by saying things like "we don't, we disavow that because it's too extreme." Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, where were you? Could you even imagine this 10 years ago? Like, how many times have we said this? Could you imagine where we were, ten, where we are now 10 years ago? And you can clearly see where the next step on the line is, considering the fact of, you know, you have the San Francisco homosexual choir saying, we'll convert your children. That's the next mm-hmm. step. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's, it wasn't that hard <laughs> to see. But the thing well, is, is that the sooner the conservative part, the conservative movement dies, that's the, when the real fun begins and the people who can actually speak out against it fearlessly. Uh, can pull back because you you can't you can't fight radicalism with just this milk toast conservatism. You have oh to no, have you're you're absolutely right, back. and it really was corrupted from the beginning. And people never talk about this, but but did you know this is a kind of rhetorical question because I'm sure you know uh, Abraham Lincoln was a close correspondent with Marx. He was he was virtually virtually hmm. a Marxist. This concept of of early republicanism. Um, a, as a virtue is is historically false. I'll have to look into uh, close. What do you mean? They exchange letters or or what? Yeah, yeah, frequently. Mm. And a lot of the the early well, Republican uh, foundational values were rooted in straight up Mar- Marxism. Hmm. Well, the funny thing is too is that Marx would have rather supported a capitalist endeavor because it capitalism in a way made the world more global. And, yeah. uh, and instead of a nationalist, uh, instead of nationalism groups, mm-hmm. he did not want any sort of nationalism to happen because that would ruin his uh, idea of uh, Marxism and everybody coming as one. All right. We will have to leave it there. But uh, I take it Brandy Love will not have your vote when she runs for when she gets the Republican nomination. I, uh, I'm done with <laughs> voting. Like, if, oh, OK. Like, <laughs> wow. I love you. This is great. This is a great <laughs> call. The Republican Party needs to die. Yeah. That's right. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thank you, man. I appreciate the thoughts. All right. Um, Raggle Fraggle's up next. Mr. Fraggle, you there? All right. Well, let me hang hang on a second. I I have nothing. Can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear him. Well, shit. That's not going to work, though, because I don't have him muted. If I can't hear him, the audience can't hear him. Can you hear me, Raggle Fraggle? Can you hear Skag? Skag, say something. Check one, two. Oh, he can hear us both. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't take the call, Raggle, if the audience can't hear you. I mean, if if Blonde could relay, well, I guess um, (laughs) we could try this. If you have a quick question, um, Blonde could relay it to us. Sure. You want to try that? Yeah, sure. All right. 
We'll have to deal with some uh, radio silence in the meantime. No, no, he's he's talking. He's talking. But nobody can hear. Okay, he said take somebody home. All right. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, maybe we can try again another time, or maybe we can work it out with. I'll drop you in the the tech problems room, and um, maybe we, we have can a work tech it out. problems room. That's a great yeah, idea. Uh, Dangerous Spaces uh, handles that for us. Uh, wow. Well. So I can Skag can't. We we got to give you the boot. Sorry, yeah, so right I, I had to drop. I we'll see if Dangerous Spaces can work it out with them. And in the meantime, uh, we'll take Damien. I'll I'll try um, circling back to Regal Fraggle in a few minutes. <laughs> Damien, you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Excellent. Well, I'll give you guys a choice of three options. And this time, Blonde, I'll actually respect the choice you guys make. Thank so, you. That was some BS last week. <laughs> I know. It, it completely was. Uh, so I've got a simple pair of fairly non-spicy questions. I've got a spicy question. Or I've got a spicy comment slash observation. So mm. those are your choices. Non-spicy what? questions. That's all the information we get? Yeah. Yeah, I want, I want to spread. I want to Okay, spicy, spicy question is my vote. Okay, spicy question. So both of you guys have both, I think, denied being uh, white nationalists, uh-huh. and so my que- so my <laughs> my question is, uh, if we think of white nationalism not as like a, a binary, like either you're a white nationalist or you're not, yes or no, I think that's sort of like. A, a simplistic way to think about white nationalism. In my view, you know, you can think of like white nationalism as being kind of more of a spectrum. Like on the one end of the spectrum, you have people who only want to live among fellow whites and that's like their number one political thing. Yeah. At the far other end of the spectrum, you might have people who are like, you know, diversity is our strength until we're like, you know, a quarter black, a quarter white, a quarter uh, Asian and a quarter Hispanic. Our country hasn't fulfilled its destiny. Okay. Um, but so, and then in the middle, maybe you have people who are like colorblind, you know, people who think like race doesn't matter at all. So if, I guess my, my question is if, uh, if we think of white nationalism, not as a binary, but as a spectrum like this, would either or both of you be willing to put yourself at least somewhere on the spectrum that is, you know, not totally colorblind? In other words, when a when someone wrote in with a question for you last week, Matt, about are you a white nationalist or why aren't you a white nationalist yet? Mm-hmm. One thing you said was, I'd rather live with like a bunch of black people who share my values than with like a bunch of white crazy liberals, right? Yeah, well, so, here, well, I'll, I'll explain my perspective in full whenever you're ready. Yeah, I'll just finish. Yeah, I'll just finish up real quick. Yeah. Here. And so, so I, I, I largely kind of agree with you there. And that's what got me thinking that it's kind of more of a spectrum because I kind of consider, or I do consider myself a white nationalist, but at the same time, I agree with that position. So like to kind of reframe the question, I would say like, what if we had a group of people who all shit, you know, like it's the exact same political uh, values, but what if, you know, either they could all be white or they could like all be black. Would you care whether you were living in a, you know, like the people all had say they all shared your values. Would mm-hmm. it matter to you at that point? Like, would you lean towards I'd rather have them be all white or all black? Or would you even prefer to have like a mix? Do you value uh, diversity? No, I, so that, I, yeah, I probably kinda... wouldn't put any value on the pure skin tone. Um, what, I, what I would say is, I mean, we, we addressed this uh, last week in the question. But just to be clear, um, obviously I think values are more important than skin tone. And that's why I say that I'd rather live among people who 
have the same values that I do and uphold a uh, good more traditional morality that's going to build a prosperous society. All of that. I care about that more than um, the race of the people around me, but I, there's no denying it must be acknowledged that there is uh, a lot of correlation among demographics in terms of voting patterns, in terms of values, in terms of all of those things. So um, if, if you could guarantee me a bunch of people with, traditional American values and good who are building good families and living good lives. I don't place a lot of value on the color of their skin. I wouldn't say that I want them all black or I want them all white or I want them all any color. Um, what I want them to do is, is uphold those values and live a life according to them. And generally speaking, um, there are certain parts of the world that either refuse to accept those values or, uh, want nothing to do with them or, you know, otherwise are, are hostile to that value set. So I, I acknowledge that reality. It's just that my, my, uh, aim would be to convince everybody of the values that build the best lives. And I know that's a fool's errand sometimes, but you still got to try. I, I do want to push back a little bit against one thing you said there, Matt, which is that you kind of reduced the concept of race to skin tone Mm -hmm. uh, like if that's all that race were, I would largely agree with you. I think that I wouldn't really care what the race of these people are as long as they share my values as well. But the thing is, uh, race isn't just skin tone. Skin tone is kind of like one of the easiest markers of race. But what race really means is like a shared genetic heritage. And that to me is a big part of the reason why I care about race. Like just like I care about my own children or if I had children, I would care about them more than someone else's children, you know, that's because they're my genetic progeny. That's a big part of the reason I feel that way. And in, in the yeah, same sense, if I'm, if I'm living among fellow whites versus fellow blacks, I know that with the whites, we're all more on the same genetic team than if we don't share that same genetic lineage. That matters to me. Does, does that matter to you at all? Um, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, sure. Like Scandinavian heritage is of interest to me. Is it, is it something that guides my life? Probably not. And do I feel like um, do I feel like the Italians in my neighborhood, I have a huge amount of like uh, heritage in common with because of a uh, similar geographic region uh, uh, that we came from? I, I don't know. I mean, but I, what, I'm, you're, I'm not... what you're describing is a rejection of the concept of white, which I agree with you because hmm. we're so vastly different um, in different uh, European countries. So I said so I reject this entire concept of white nationalism. What does that mean? That you're white and you're also a nationalist or that you, um, you, you oh, it's not white supremacy. So, no, so how, how does, hmm. it's certainly not white supremacy. I, I consider white nationalism to mean basically kind of like thinking that our nation would be better if it were more white or working towards policy solutions that would try to preserve the white predominant race in our country instead of considering race as like a question that we shouldn't care about. Well, you're realistic about the perception of uh, a person within any given race and their own people and other people. Uh, Skag, when we talk about this all the time, but he has this uh, desire for people to be like him and the expectation that people will be like him because he has a high value of humanity. He thinks that people are going to be rational like him. And I think that people generally are unable to be rational. I think that that is a virtue um, that is really limited to high IQ people with really 
good impulse control. And I don't think that most people are capable of doing that. I think people are innately tribalistic. Um, even white people are. And we cannot expect people to put a value, even if it's a foundational value for this country, above their tribalistic nature. It's foolish. It's never going to happen. The only people that can do this are people like Skag, high IQ Scandinavian people that are tolerant of others. <laughs> That's it. I mean, right. I, who else can do that? Um, well, I, you can, to your point, I will acknowledge that a lot of the, the correlation between a lot of these values and even possibly traits that cultivate these values, there are correlations across demographic lines. That's 100% true. Does it mean that it's impossible for a person of a certain demographic to exhibit them, to uphold these values? No. Um, but that's that's what makes it so difficult. You talk about like, would I would I want to uphold a policy that preserves the the white heritage of this country or however you phrase the question? I forget exa exactly what the, the question was On, only in so far as the values that this country was founded on are preserved. And I, and I recognize there's some interplay between those things, um, whether whether I like I, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that you can predict voting patterns based on demographics a lot of the time. I, I have no joy in recognizing that. That doesn't make me happy at all. But you have to acknowledge it. So in insofar as values are upheld, I, I guess I, I care about those things. But it's the values first. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's the values and the philosophy first. And it's it's the race and identity stuff that is a distant secondary to me. But how do we get people that are more tribalistic culturally? So definitely Asians. And, and black people? How do we get them to adhere to an ideology above their innate racial characteristics? Is that uh, even possible? Well, um, it, <laughs> uh, play, I don't know, you want to uh, play enough chess until you uh, get a superhuman IQ that you're talking about or something like that. I don't, well, it's I don't not know. all IQ. I mean, we have uh, plenty of dumb white people. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. I, Trends are what they are, but there are plenty of white leftists who would be nightmare neighbors for me. In fact, sure. they're moving yeah. in here right now. I'm dealing yeah. with them every day. So I don't know. I, 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 I understand Damien's trying to get a cleaner answer on this stuff. There are a lot of complexities in this question. That's, um, like that's I, the reality of it. I don't, I don't want to be a pain in the ass, but I think you're actually kind of missing what I'm getting at, Matt. Like, okay, sure. I'm glad, I'm glad you understand about like, you know, we can predict voting behavior based on race and we can predict criminality based on race. And, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of these things cut like in favor of whites and against blacks and Hispanics and things like this. But I'm saying even imagine that you couldn't do these things. Imagine that blacks and whites voted the same way. Mm -hmm. Imagine that blacks and whites were equally prone to criminality. Even then I would like, even then I would still prefer to live in a white uh, you know, a neighborhood, a white state, a white country than a racially diverse country, just simply because I know that we're on the same genetic team. Even even if, you know, the blacks would have beha behaved just the same way as the whites and stuff, you know, there's, there's something to be said for uh, the importance of genetics. And uh, like I say, that's borne well, out what, in how much what, more we I care about our own children than my pushback other, is, other is if, if not values, then what is the importance of the genetics? It's it's just fundamental to us as as human beings, I think, based on being like mm. evolved creatures. Like this is what evolution produces. It produces creatures that are interested in, you know, supporting the propagation of their genes into the next generation. 
Well, I, I, yeah, I suppose I just don't know how, I guess I don't see how that's necessarily threatened by the, the presence of, of other people. So long as they're not interfering with you or messing with your life. Well, it, I'm not exactly saying it's threatened, but I'm saying it would be nice to know that you're on the same team as the people in your neighborhood. Like maybe, you know, if blacks behaved like whites, maybe they're not threatening me by being 50% of the people in my neighborhood. But if my neighborhood is 100% white, then when I'm walking down the street and I pick up a piece of trash or, you know, like I, whatever, I, I help the neighbor's kid who falls down and skins his knee on the pavement. Like I know I'm helping someone who's more genetically related to me than if I had the same opportunity to help a black neighbor or a black kid who yeah, skinned his I mean, knee. I, I guess we're just working with different definitions of team or what, what defines the team. Like to me, to me, that genetic similarity is of distant secondary concern to the, to the value, uh, to the values in that person's mind and the, and the morality of that person. Yeah. I agree that the morality and the values and those things are more important, but I was interested to hear your guys' thoughts on, even if like kind of as, as this thought experiment, like, are you willing to acknowledge that there's any importance to genes apart from those things as well? I was interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that. So thanks for yeah, uh, sort I, of sharing them. I appreciate it. Blonde, did you have anything to add? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, man. I uh, appreciate the call. All right. My pleasure. Have a good night. Has Susan, uh, has Susan given us the boot yet? Or are we still good? He was a very polite racist. Right? <laughs> um, well, seriously, I, I don't think he I don't think he's trying to troll. I mean, I think he's being very sincere in what in trying to figure out the nature of the world. And, I, uh, you know, a lot of people would have a lot of um, moral objection to, to the things that he's saying, I think. But I, I appreciate that he's trying to get at what it is that's important to you in terms of defining community, defining um, your country, defining your nation, all of those things. And. I don't necessarily agree with the priorities, but all of us should be thinking about those priorities. Otherwise we're just, if, if for the people that might think he puts too much priority on race and genetics in defining community, I will yep. say that the quote unquote good opinion, the quote unquote moral opinion is the exact reverse. He mm -hmm. would say genetic similarity is our strength. The exact yep. reverse would be, diversity is our strength that you have to have a checkbox of races and that's what makes a good community. I mean, mm -hmm. both are using a similar evaluation point. One we say is morally unacceptable. The other we say is morally virtuous. Yep. And I, I don't necessarily agree with either, but I, I, I don't like the idea that one is unspeakable and the other must be spoken. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. Um, let's see, we can take, uh, one more probably. Sorry, sorry about the, a lot of interesting things to talk about tonight. So I did terrible on the timing, but uh, it's okay. Interesting calls. Thought provoking. Um, you pulled through way more in this episode than I have. That's... <laughs> and every episode, let's be real. Hey, uh, as long as we, the, the agreement was show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little off on that one tonight, but you know. That is a uh, low bar. It, so, you know, it is a low, it, seriously, it is a low bar, Joe Kel, but uh, or how do I pronounce this? I'm sorry. That I ask you every correct. time. Joe Kel, Perfect. it is a low yeah. bar, but as I've said many times, one of the best pieces of advice my dad ever gave me was 90% of life is just showing up on time. You yeah. show up on time. You do what you say you're going to do. You can watch success happen to varying degrees. It's not a guarantee, but generally you're in the right direction when you show up on time. It is Fair no enough. small task. I have showed up on time, never missed work in five years and change. That is true. 
Yeah. Five years. Okay. More than five years. Yeah. 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 All right. Good deal. Uh, how you guys doing? I'm not it's been a crazy night, goes, man. I have Be- between no idea what's going on. Oh man. Well, yeah. so we we no, had like a ton of tech to, technical issues, and we've Horrible had some we've had some spicy calls. Although I appreciate the thought provocation, but we've been talking porn. We've been talking racial identity. We've been talking a lot of um, a lot of tough ones. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess with that in mind, I'll go down the spicy route. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I had this thought a while ago where if there was this push for, you know, race mixing, Oh God! Okay, All right. we're jumping and right into it. All right, here we go. Yeah, we are. Just All hear right. me out. Okay, we're doing the, the you you see the the push agendize wise on TV, mm-hmm. not from like your neighbor next door, but you you know you see it, and uh, you think to yourself, well, have you ever found yourself in an argument where somebody that you knew close to you sat on the fence about white guilt or white privilege or anything else? And you remind them that globally whites are the minority. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know that that's ever happened to me specifically, but, but yeah, I mean, I I understand the theme of what you're talking about. But that makes sense, right? Yeah. So (laughs) theoretically by, by, you know, pushing this agenda, that's in and of itself a sense of genocide. If you get rid of all white people through, mixed racing and i'm not saying people. well you're talking about the great replacement i mean yeah yeah of course of course that's a way to remove yeah we're the easiest route to take because we're the minority globally what's your question i'm just curious if you guys have ever thought of that as well or come to that conclusion Um, yeah of course well i i always there's no denying um well in addition to the big diversity push that you're talking about, there's also no denying a corresponding push of anti-family destructive lifestyle and behavior. I mean, we're watching that in every corner of our entertainment and culture and, and not just this country, but um, yeah. you know, the broader developed world too. And you have to wonder, um, is that due to a truly enlightened, open, tolerant society? And we're all becoming so much, brighter smarter better people or is that due to a deliberate propaganda effort that wants us to believe that living a traditional lifestyle and having a family is um unfulfilling selfish a waste of time all of the all all of that so to be as i guess it's it's been that kind of night to be as conspiratorially minded um as possible i mean is is there an effort to is there a corresponding effort to reduce birth rate in this country as well? Oh, I mean, you can make the argument. Maybe. Sure. But that's kind of all over the place. I I don't know. I won't go that far, hmm. but I guess the, the are you saying question, I went too far for you? Nah, <laughs> I think blonde is just, I, I'm apparently having a blonde night. All right. Sorry, all right, Matt. I just, what does that mean? Uh, it just means that like, I'm going to ask you, so is the, should, should the pushback be so severe that we get closer to an ethno state? You're asking Skag this? Oh, yeah. I'm asking you this. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh well, uh, yes, obviously. Okay. 
there you go. Yep. See. How many Fed callers have I had tonight? <laughs> okay, we got to get to the next I'm guy who wants to talk um, unregistered SBRs and uh, not, real. sustainable I'm, I'm gardening in North Idaho. Caller. I'm just. You guys <laughs> said that it was a fuck. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It's been. It's been a crazy just, night, dude. I'm just uh, going down that road instead of what I was going to talk about if it was more wholesome. Well, th- no, it's uh Trust me, you're you're right in line with the theme of the show tonight. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, anyway, well, we do have to I keep have it rolling. Left. But uh, okay, yeah, quick final thought if you'd like it. Taking me. Uh, no, man. I'm just glad to see you. You guys are still around and you know making it work for now. Although <laughs> you, you guys keep rolling like work. this, and yeah. uh, we'll see. <laughs> I know. I'm, yeah. That, yeah. You guys have a good night. Okay. All right, thank you, man. <laughs> been a rough day it's been a rough day man well it, it ha- i mean he- provocative questions yes um thoughts that people might find morally objectionable yes but mm. i want to have these conversations in it, it, it's it's odd that um well it's not odd I, it's interesting to me that people with the opinions that are supposed to be the most taboo unacceptable uh unthinkable that often they 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 want to get to your first principles. You know what yeah. I mean? All of those callers were were totally respectful and wanting to talk about your set of values that leads you to, to your conclusion. That is often mm-hmm. not the case with someone who's trying to browbeat from a leftist perspective. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, Susan, do I agree with everybody who called in? You know, I never yes. do. I never do. <laughs> but it's interesting to think about these questions. Um well, it's just interesting that there's a moral value assigned to to even thinking about them or talking about them. You're a bad person if you have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the bad person club, I guess. I've, you know, whatever. Been hanging out there for a while. It's nothing new, I guess. Um, always a good sign of a of a good stream, though, when I feel like the gears in my brain are are really turning and I'm having to think about yeah exactly where I stand in this world and yep what it is that makes a good community and what it is that are the, what are the moral boundaries among the people that you are willing to accept? Like the porn lady at your conference. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are things that people should be thinking about. Yeah, they definitely should. Um, and they are cause they call in and they want to talk about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So thank you guys for, uh, keeping us on our toes in addition to the tech keeping us on our toes. All right. We, we got to, uh, we got to catch up on the email questions. I don't, I haven't read any of the email questions. Are they spicy? We got a few, I think. We got, I right. think we have a lot. Nah, this isn't too bad. Okay. Uh, this is Brian. Hi, all. First, congrats on your expanding families. Thank you. And thank you for some of the best content out there. We appreciate your efforts. Not tonight, though. My question is, what <laughs> are your you. thoughts on improving the voting system by including an electoral college system amongst the states? I'm curious if your perspective is coming from mostly red states with little to no major metro areas tipping the scales of your electoral I moved from New York to LA to Seattle so I had that problem everywhere that I lived and you'd be surprised I mean even in Montana population 1 million um, we have Missoula we have where I live Bozeman now Um, these are not mega cities as far as the country is concerned but they are the pockets of blue that make this state purple in its voting mm-hmm. patterns so um would it would it or could it work for the purposes of state politics sure um i guess my question it would be who is making this decision if a state wants to make a microcosm electoral college within their state 
hundred percent. Uh, go for it. Do I want the federal government to force states to do this? No, I mean, no, absolutely not. I want states to design their own electoral systems. Um, I want them to have autonomy over that. I don't want Merrick Garland suing <laughs> states because the ra- electoral system is racist or something like that. Um, t- to answer your question, would I support it in my state? Uh, that is to say, would you want anyone running for statewide office, say senator, we're going to vote for our senator to send to D.C., to have to win a majority of delegates as decided by a whole bunch of um districts within the state uh well i don't know i mean in that case my opinion would would be they should go back to the state legislature anyway mm-hmm. but yeah. who else uh, let's say for governor that's a better example um i i don't know i'd have to i'd have to look at the specifics of my state i, I don't see a problem with our current system but i'm open to it i know it's probably not a satisfying answer but that's, that's what i'll go with do you have thoughts on idaho politics I mean, it would nice. It would be nice to fortify ourselves against Boise influence. Is it bad? Are they? They're they're already. A it's blue not pocket? bad yet, but it's it's getting there. Are they uh, voting Democrat in Boise? I mean, that's where Some everyone's places, moving. Yeah, yeah. They they have a lot of Californians there, and then um, the curriculum from the school board introduced was just appalling. Like teaching masturbation technique. It was really really wow. Bad. Yeah. Um, and there are tons of leftists in the North too. So I don't know. I mean, I'm open to it. I don't even know how to answer this. I guess I'm open to it. <laughs> also right. unsatisfying. We're electoral college, college curious in our states. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Thank you, man. Um, July 14th question. That's his name. By the it way, your, uh, your video is frozen again. I don't know if maybe you turn it off and uh, oh, now it, now it fixed. Never mind. Um, Anyway, this uh, questioner asks, how do you feel about self-arranged marriages, a.k.a. good enough marriages, a faithful partnership based on compatibility, if not all consuming passionate love, respect, commitment, and shared values and dreams, as in the last attempt at shared genetic children with openness to consider other options should that fail? Um, I'd make an excellent wife and mom, and I would not just marry for anyone for the sake of attempting to have kids. I'm in, uh, in my 40s, so art may be necessary, or A-R-T. Is that an acronym? Uh, assisted reproductive technology. Oh, I see. Okay, thank you. But uh, but I'm not at a loss, or but I'm at a loss for how to convey this without scaring off men who might think I'm just cliched, uh, a cliched desperate middle aged woman. Well, um, that is a situation. the The situation of of being um, uh, the the situation that you're in, where you're 40 and you're looking for a man and looking to have kids, is probably a unique situation that I would have difficulty speaking to. But as far as your, your philosophy of self-arranged marriages, this is basically what I would advise to almost anybody. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The reality of any marriage or any long-term relationship, that sort of um, that, that really passionate butterfly spark that you have at the start, that is going to fade no matter who it is, no matter who you're with. And that's a natural part of the relationship. Mm Hmm. So you have to have something to fall back on or a more important foundation, which is um, goals, uh, vision, values, uh, building a family. All of those things are, are so much more important than do I find this person hot? Do I want yeah. to bang this person? And it's important. Right. It is part of the relationship, but it is uh, it's not as important long term as the things you're describing. So I, I don't know that I can advise how to handle it with approaching men, though. Do you feel like you have more to say about that? Well, I mean, if you're in your 40s and you're beyond 41 or 42, 
I mean, I don't, I don't even know how the oldest I've ever heard. Cramp. Did we lose her? You there? Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see if we can get blonde back. Here's another, uh, here's another tech issue. Um, mother fuck. Can you hear me and see me now? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. I tried to open live chat on my computer and it was just, oh, okay. it was just too much for the, well, now computer. what the hell's going on with your camera? <laughs> All right. I'm going to take that off for a second, but can you keep answering the question uh, about advice to her? Can you still hear me with uninterrupted? Yeah, I can hear you. Your camera's definitely weird, but I can hear you. This is a nightmare. Okay. So if you're beyond 42, like even, even with IVF, you're not gonna be able to pull this one off. So you need to be thinking about spending your life with somebody um, with, in the absence of children, how much you want to compromise in the absence of children. I would give actually a different answer to a woman in her early thirties. I would say, uh, settle. I mean, don't settle on the big stuff. Like, don't date somebody that's going to beat you up or anything like that. But, like, you know, if everything's not there and you still want to have kids and you think you can have a, a long standing relationship where you respect one another and he's like five foot two, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, but at 40, 42, when your your chances of having children are, are slim, um, then you probably need to have more of a connection with that person because you're going to have to spend your lives together without children. Maybe. I mean, I, I'll pray that you have children, but man, 42, that's rough. In any relationship, the, the, the thing I would say is you want to be upfront about your, your philosophy and your goals right away. People think that, right. oh, if we like the same movies, we like the same hobbies, we'll iron yeah. out. That shit doesn't matter at all. If you, got, if you find a guy who's in a similar situation and has the same vision, yeah, go for it. And j- just be on it. Don't try to deceive don't try to don't try to trick somebody into anything. Don't try to put off the important things until later. Be upfront and, you know, be comfortable with it not working out sometimes. Yeah. 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 And I and, you're definitely going to have to open yourself up to the pool of single dads. Probably. Right? I mean, yeah. You're going to have to be I think you're probably going to have to be open to some compromises at at that point. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't compromise on any mutual respect type element of your No, I just mean like life situation, not necessarily philosophy, but life situation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you're going to have to date poor guys. You're going to have to date short guys, fat guys, single dads. For sure. <laughs> it's probably There's... not what she wanted to hear. Was... <laughs> and if you are one of those guys who has just been defamed, send Blonde a message. Not me. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. Uh, Th- thank you. And, and Godspeed. And I'll pray for you. Um, McMonahan says, do you think boys would benefit from some sort of rite of passage into adulthood like some cultures used to have? What kind of challenges would you propose? Mm. You know, before it got totally paused, it used to be really, really hard and rigorous to be an Eagle Scout. That's what I've heard. I didn't have any friends who did and I, I didn't participate in Boy Scouts or anything like that. But uh, oh, my God, did I tell you what I saw it in and out? Oh. No, nobody was wearing a mask. And except for this one group of people and I look on their little outfits or whatever, it was an entire group of girls, boy scouts. Oh God. All well, girls. <laughs> and they're wearing masks too. And they're wearing masks. I was like, what is happening? Cause it's just the scouts now. Yeah. 
Or maybe they are Boy Scouts. Maybe they are, uh, maybe they've transitioned. Their little uniform said Boy Scouts, though. <laughs> they still say Boy Scouts. It didn't say Scouts. Yeah. No, it's a Boy oh, Scouts God. on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I, I don't know that I th- would have some sort of formal event, but in general, do we probably need to give boys and girls really like more challenge in their upbringing? And, and I don't know, I guess I'm just a big critic of like, or a big skeptic of this kind of constant affirmation culture that we have right now, where your kid is perfect, just Mm -hmm. the way they are and they never need to receive a challenge and they always need to feel awesome about themselves. I think especially as you get older and you transition into adulthood, there should be some challenges put in front of you and Maybe you don't actually pass all of them, but you you learn challenge and failure and picking yourself up afterward as a lesson. Um, would it have to be a specific event? I don't know. I think this is to me this is just more of a parenting philosophy question. Will I challenge my son to do tough things as he gets into his teen years and becomes a man? I hope so. I don't want to sit here and tell him, uh, "Good job on uh, on Call of Duty, son. Uh, you're perfect yeah. just the way you are." We'll play it. A, we'll play video games a little bit, I'm sure. But I want him to have high expectations for himself and, and dreams right. and aspirations and goals, and to understand that sometimes you fall on your face when you make the attempt to achieve them. Right. right. But you have to do it. Um. Okay. YouTube Insiders up next. Is it me or you? Uh, I think it's you. Uh, greetings, folks. Uh, where does the right wing sphere divide on the question of whether or not CRT is exclusively, if not excessively anti-white. Um, I, I have to, as I mentioned last week or whenever this was, I don't, I'm not well versed in the specific philosophy of CRT. I know the way that it's described among pundits and I know the way it's talked about in our national media, but I, and I, I, I've heard it characterized and it would not surprise me to believe that it is anti-white and it wants white people to be unique oppressors and aggressors and everyone else to be unique victims and oppressed. Um, but I just have not read through it enough myself to lay, to assign it labels like anti-white though. Right. I'm, I won't be surprised if that is a completely accurate descriptor. I just can't assign that descriptor without evaluating myself. Yeah. I mean, I was under the impression that everybody thought that it was an anti-white initiative, but maybe not as the question is, where does the right, wing sphere divide oh. well i don't know i mean it seems like the right wing sphere is broadly broadly unified in agreement yeah maybe not on the specific labels but broad opposition to this right. yeah. to this thing um and i mean i think it uh, that unity i think can come from a few different philosophies the people who are more racial identitarian will oppose it for its targeting of white people as described here or in, in their perce- their perception of that. Again, I, I have not read through it myself, but that's what they perceive it to be. And people who are more of a colorblind philosophy will oppose it because all it does is, at least in their view, teach people to categorize people by race, um, malign people by race or promote right. people by race. So it's interesting that there is even if even if their philosophical disputes are not in alignment, the opposition is in alignment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I'm next. Uh, Joseph. Hey guys, thank you. And thanks to the community for the much needed sanity safe space. Here's my problem. My home country and my native country will be requiring the vaccine to be able to come in until now I've always sworn to myself that I will not take the vaccine. But recently 
I came to the realization that by doing so, I will likely not be able to see my family again. Ugh. I've not what? seen them in two years. My grandfather's 95 and is most likely to die in the next few mm. years. My goddaughter's three. I have three nieces and nephews that I have not met yet. My family is anti-vax and understand my situation, and yet I'm still really struggling with my decision. Is my stubbornness really worth the price to pay? I mean, I would not characterize your your grievance here as stubbornness. You have no idea what this, this vaccine is going to do to you. What if you had assurance that uh, everybody that took the vaccine was going to die in three years? W- would it be worth it to you? I mean, it's not like your children live there. You've got an old-ass grandfather. You've got a goddaughter. You've got nieces and nephews. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, my counter or at least a little bit of pushback would be family and and family integrity is a very high value, and I think it should be. Um but how far does that extend? Are we talking just your kids? Are we talking just your immediate family? Are we talking broader family? I mean, presumably uh, it wasn't essential for his life or he wouldn't have left the country, right? Um, Ever. Yeah, he wasn't I su- traveling. I, I he suppose. Um, this uh, is no I, small thing. Your bodily I guess autonomy. For me, like, the, the only thing I would say, as we've mentioned before, um, if it's just me making my own decisions and there's nobody else involved, there's no goddamn way I'm taking that vaccine. That's just my personal yeah, not gonna opinion. Happen, no. However, the only way that it would be possible for me to voluntarily take it would be if there was some sort of factor that made it necessary for the protection of my family. It's a it's a hit and a risk that I would be willing to take um, to protect, say, the livelihood of the family to provide for my children or mm. Something else like that. It would have to. So would I take the hit for my family? Probably circumstances depending. I'm not in that situation right now. But if it were my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If it's my grandfather. Well, I I mean, I assume you have. I guess I'm not clear on the situation. You have to take it to to see him in a particular facility or you have to take it to see him because he personally requires that, or I'm not clear on the terms getting into the country is going to require the. Vax. Oh, it's getting into the country. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I understand now. I was a little bit unclear on that. Uh, man. Um, I don't know. This is another, this is another tough question. It, it, you'll have to evaluate for yourself. Um, what your relationship with your grandfather is, how high you value that. Again, I think family values need to be pretty high on the stack, if not the highest. Um, and if that's the case, maybe it's a risk that you take, but I don't know if you, if you genuinely believe that it's a huge risk to your life and your relationship is not actually that close or not that important to you. It's just deciding what tips the scales, your family integrity and, the, and these particular members of the family or your opposition to this vaccine. I can't tell you which of those is more important yep. to you. You'll have to make that evaluation. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, that's tough. That's I'll a really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and good luck with whatever decision you make. That's a tough one because we've had all these situations where it's family is trying to force each other to take the vaccine. Yeah. But this, this is, is uh, not that. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, like a, a government intervention, at least right. in, a, uh, in an international travel context. Okay. Matthew, says, um, would you agree that the incorporation doctrine under the 14th Amendment is the fundamental cause for our cultural hyperpolarization? Would its repeal help? So if um, if I understand this correctly, and just to 
make sure the audience understands the uh, the idea in 14th Amendment's uh, in co- incorporation doctrine is that now the federal constitution applies to your relationship with your state government. So states and localities and really any government must uphold your Bill of Rights um, and, and really all of the constitutional law that's come out of the Supreme Court uh, in the time sense. And I'm I'm conflicted on this because on the one hand. Is it do I think it's good to have a fundamental set of agreed upon values, basic rules for being a part of the club like you will uphold free speech? You won't unreasonably search and seize people's property. Uh, Basic idea due process must be upheld. Basic ideas of fundamental Americanism that probably should be uh, basic rules of the club if you're going to be a state in this union. Um, yeah, I, I generally agree with that. Uh, I generally agree with that idea because if you don't have fundamental rules that you share, why are you a country? If you don't agree right, on the right. baseline stuff, why are you a country? Where it gets complicated, though, is when you have a Supreme Court that takes that doctrine way too far and starts inventing things into the Constitution, like the 14th Amendment protects the right to an abortion. Um, yeah. And, and then, then your country becomes recognizable. So who gives a shit if you share any values, any yeah. overarching values? Yeah, I I think the problem here is is the philosophy of substantive due process. So what we're saying is that that the Constitution and the concept of due process protects a whole host of other rights that are just implicit uh, in the concept of liberty. And really what that is given the court is a license to just plug in whatever it is they like and mm-hmm. make the states follow that. So. I guess my idea, what I would want ideally is baseline set of rules of membership in the club, like the Bill of Rights, with a strict originalist, constitutionalist court. Inter- I don't even like the term interpretation because it's not interpretation. It says what it says it and says what nothing it says. else. Yeah. Nothing. Which was that- deliberate, of course. They were yeah. uh, deliberately unambiguous. So I guess in a way you could call me pro-incorporation but anti living document bullshit. That's probably mm-hmm. where I would land. Um, but I, and I guess the question is, has the incorporation doctrine done more harm than good? I mean, I can tell probably you probably at this point. Yeah, I do think it's good that, you know, people's free speech rights are upheld. I do think it's good. Are that, they though? Well, in theory, yeah. <laughs> do I think it's good that the, that nine unelected people in the Supreme court have a, have the power to, invent nonsense policy that everyone in the country has to follow. No, that's terrible. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Um, maybe, well, here's a way to, here's a way to answer the question. Maybe. Um, do I think on balance that the power between the States and the federal government is about right or way in favor of the feds way in favor of the feds? Power needs to be restored to the states. And even if that means chipping away at the incorporation doctrine. Right. That's probably right. the right answer. As uncomfortable I, as I am with it. It would certainly improve our quality of life now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've got to put my phone up for the live checks. If I no. put it on my computer. <laughs> great question, Matthew. Uh, I'll read the next one here while you get that set up. Happy B says, hey, Matt and Blonde, I promise this isn't a gotcha question, but I'm curious where you draw the line on what is or isn't appropriate to say as sarcasm or satire. Uh, I I ask this because you understandably criticize that gay men's choir for satirically singing about uh, coming for kids. Yet last year you defended Trump retweeting a video where a supporter of his sarcastically shouted white power. 
Well, well, I don't, I don't, I reject that either of those things were were genuinely satirical. You you could well, I do think the guy in the Trump video was sarcastic. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't really care. <laughs> he was making he was. fun of the journalists, like, yeah, white power, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I reject that the gay men's choir was being satirical. You could take that angle, and I guess what I would say is um, where I draw the line on what is or isn't. I mean. I will defend anybody's right to satirize or speak sarcastically about anything. Um, mm-hmm. So draw the line in what way I suppose like legally, I'm going to be very broad about that sort of thing. Morally. I think just talking just, about morally. Yeah. And just what I would consider. Well, um, I think you want to be very sarcastic or very careful about sarcasm about threats. Whether you're talking about stealing property, whether you're talking about killing a person, whether you're talking about, taking their children and reprogramming their minds white power. I guess you could infer a threat from that. That's a little, I mean, that's like, I I want white people to have power. That to me is probably a degree or two below the threat of taking your children and reprogramming them. But there, there is some, a degree or two? Oh my God, who cares about this? I'm, Somebody says white power, who cares? I'm speaking somewhat sarcastically myself. But, <laughs> See, I can't even but, tell. But um, to the extent that there are some subjective lines to be drawn here, that's why the legal line has to be very broad. But the only point I'm making is if you go out in public and you sarcastically threaten someone in any way, you're gonna, you, you have to expect some pushback. Whether you're saying, hey, I don't like you on account of your race and I think you should be rounded up, expect some pushback. If you say, I want to take your kids and reprogram their minds, expect some pushback. My problem with the gay men's chorus is they acted like they had been mistreated. You're going to get a pretty harsh reaction on that. And I guess what I'm saying is where I draw the line isn't really relevant to them because um, I'm not looking to send the send law enforcement after them unless they actually start making a plot to take a kid or unless they actually do it. But they have to expect that people are going to have choice words for them when they, when they say things like that. Yeah. There are natural consequences uh, to trying to condition somebody's children. Um, And in a healthy society, we would not tolerate this in any way. As for the Trump video, I don't, I don't care if he actually did shout white power and was serious about who cares that, that, that is no threat to me. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even remember this <laughs> very well. It was a reporter that he was responding. It was to? it was a bunch. Of, it was a bunch of like Trump people walking down the street in some kind of demonstration, and there were reporters or people, you know, leftist agitators on the side of the street, yelling at them like, "Oh, you're a bunch of racists. You're a bunch of this. You're a bunch of that." And one of the guys was like, "Oh yeah, white power, white power," sarcastically mocking them. Mm. Okay. Um, but I guess, but I guess, yeah, I would, I would, I would push back on the comparison because white, the the analogy in a racial context would be, um, will it's not white power. It's like, <laughs> will abduct your impure children, <laughs> right? Like, like if you have yeah. biracial kids, we'll take them because they're bad or something like it's not just, I have a view about what race means or which race is good or bad. Um, it's that I, I will take your kids and change their way of thinking. So if you made yeah, that in a exactly. racial context, I, I would say the same thing. Like you, you don't have a right to, uh, to indoctrinate someone else's kids. You just Mm-mm. don't. And if you make jokes about it, people are going to be pissed. So pissed. 
Um, Jason from California, I went to Target this weekend and noticed that they were back to the flimsy plastic bags instead of thick reusable ones and still had to pay for them. Uh, do you think the plastic bag tax was just a new way of money grabbing through the cover of environmentalism without tra- changing anything? That's always what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, of course. Uh, yeah. Anytime I'm in a place where they do that crap, do I bring a reusable bag or do I just buy the plastic ones? I just buy the plastic. I've ones. never experienced this before. Um, they do it in San Francisco. They actually do it in Jackson, Wyoming, too. Oh, yeah. All right, you're up. Anonymous says a lay pastor at my church often brings up race and systemic racism from the pulpit. He's a wealthy white soy boy type who keeps people in debt for a living. I told my wife I'm fed up and I don't want to go to that church anymore. She started crying and we had a big fight. And ultimately, I said I'd keep going for now. My wife's somewhat conservative, but wants peace with those in our church. She wants me to change and not be so bothered about it. Any tips or thoughts? Ooh, boy. Why does why does everybody have such a hard time getting their wives in line? <laughs> Bring back the backhand. That's the advice. Well, seriously, you have to be like, <laughs> I'm the man. I'm the leader of this house. This is this is absolute cucked nonsense. We're going to go to a less paused church and you're going to shut your mouth about it. There's that option. Uh, oh, she, <laughs> she cried. And so you said you would you would uh, you would keep going. Find your balls. God. What about the compromise of, say, speaking to the church leadership? Would you find that acceptable <laughs> or should they just bail? Of course they should bail. You think that have a, having a conversation with the church leadership is going to change anything? Um, I don't know. It might. I mean, a lot of these are small community operations, especially if there are people in the uh, congregation who maybe agree with him. It's possible that. I doubt it. This be- sounds like Protestant nonsense. <laughs> is it Catholic or not? It's not Catholic. Pastor. Anonymous. A lay right. pastor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Use of the term. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Well, good luck. Uh, if, it, if it was me, um, well, uh, I listen, I do fund- fundamentally believe, to give Blonde's perspective as much credit as I can, a man has, a man has to be a leader of his household. And Hell, yeah. And that's, that's what, it's sort of the natural arrangement of things. That's actually where men and women tend to be most happy. So, <laughs> I'm... I would uh I would try to get my wife to see my perspective. Um yeah. And maybe maybe if you want to if you want to if you want to uh appease her in any way, the best I would do is is agree to talk to church leadership and voice those concerns. But your other kids than that, can't go to this church though, dude. Yeah, I don't think you can just cave to her if this place is that uh, serious of a violation of your views and philosophy. Yeah. How is this any different than sending your kids to uh, public education where you know they're being doctrinated with critical yeah. race theory? Yeah. It probably has more more clout in a, in a religious environment anyway. Hmm. You can't be taking your kids there. Why don't you say that you're going to take your kids somewhere else where they're not going to learn this garbage and she can go alone if she wants to, to retain her relationship with her church friends or stupid Protestant church friends. In situations where my wife and I have disagreed about somewhat important things, um, which isn't often, but it does happen. We, j- I, I've sat down, I've explained to her why and why I want to make the decision that I think we should. And more often than not, she comes around to my thinking um, because I think that's just the way these things kind of go. Usually women sort of want to have their, have their husbands be leaders in that way. So I, I, I do. I don't know. I don't know your relationship, but that would be my suggestion. Oh, uh, look at this next one. 
New York Zoomer says, hey, guys, I know you guys have <laughs> conflicting opinions on Ben Shapiro. Uh, but what, if anything, do you guys think of the other Daily Wire guys? Knowles and Walsh seem to my Protestant eyes to be devout Catholics. Uh, and Clavin is a good writer, if nothing else. Um, I mean, generally speaking, I have respect for for all of them. I, I don't regularly consume a whole bunch of content over there other than Doesn't my Doesn't Ben Shapiro own the Daily Wire? I don't know the ownership. He was the co-founder with Jeremy Boring. I don't know the ownership yeah, status I, I of the company. I can't trust anybody but... that works for Ben Shapiro. You work for Ben Shapiro? Just wait cool. till he buys out this show. I will never. <laughs> I would not. If he offered me, well, Could you there imagine, would be a price. Not that it's ever going to happen. Believe me, it's not a Ben thing. I have a huge skepticism of selling my own freedom and my own ownership of my products to anyone. But could you imagine if the way this show ended is Ben Shapiro bought out the ownership rights to it? What if he was like, <laughs> I'll give you $5 million for this show right now. And, I, and we only had to do it for one more year and we couldn't say anything about Ben Shapiro. It would be too obvious. I'd do it. Every, $5 every, million? Dollars? Everyone yeah. would know. They'd, hey, you haven't talked shit about Ben Shapiro for weeks. What has happened? I just, um, no, I just hate the guy. Seriously speaking, I don't consume um, a lot. I don't regularly consume a whole bunch of shows over there, but I have a lot of respect for all of they've built a hugely successful operation. Um, I think Clavin is a really clever dude. Uh, when I, when I do listen to him, I have a lot of respect for him. His writing is, is really funny and I think it's excellent. And, uh, Knowles and Walsh, I just know less about. I used to, I used to have more of a negative opinion of Walsh cause he seemed more of like the puritanical, like, Oh, we're going to ban the video games. We're going to ban the porn Matt yeah. Walsh show. All right. Um, but as the, as our culture keeps getting more and more degenerate, I think I'm starting to think like, was that bearded puritanical man, right? Is he, <laughs> Has he been onto it the whole time? And have I possibly been wrong in all the degeneracy I'm willing to allow or excuse? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm warming more up to his perspective, um, but I'm not fully there. And I, I don't listen enough to know everything he has to say. But I right. guess I would say my opinion of him is more positive now than it was prior. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, incompetent hand says, Hey guys, wondering if you find the pushback against the woke indoctrination at schools as a white pill. I think that when the misplaced maternal instincts of the left came up against actual maternal instincts, uh, there will be blood, but as a fan of blonde, it seems counterintuitive to put my faith in women. <laughs> let's face it. When women got us here, let's face it. Women got us here in the first place. A society that tells men that they've had their turn while telling women that they can have it all is ultimately doomed. So, is hope for the foreseeable future even reasonable or do we have to wait uh, and outbreed them? Isn't the answer in the question, the fact that you're asking, we're a doomed culture. I mean, we, we have already accepted that men have had their turn and that women can have it all. So, so we're fucked. Like there, there's no turning back from this. We're never going to pull out of this death spiral as a culture. Uh, hope for the foreseeable future lol. Well, do I have hope that, our country as it currently exists is going to be successfully reformed at the ballot box and um, peace and prosperity will once again be achieved hope. Um, yeah, sure. I'll have hoped a, a prediction likely not again, because historically power consolidates and then, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it comes apart through other means and I don't advocate those Susan. I'm just saying that's the way history, uh, history is operated. So mm -hmm. make of that mm -hmm. what you will, uh, but do I find a white pill? Well, it will take a metaphorically fighting spirit 
uh-huh. to rebuild society. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in that, of course, I do. Like when I see people getting riled up at their school board meetings and and actually sticking up for what they believe in and fighting the powers uh, to to try to stop some of this bullshit. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. if we have any hope of building something on the other side of this metaphorical downfall, Susan, it's going to take people who are willing to um, to confront um, discomfort and confront challenge and and uh, get aggressive with people who are antithetical to their philosophy and views. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, short answer. I'm very encouraged by it. Do I think it's sufficient to get this country to where it needs to be um, long term? It's going to take more. It's going to take more. It's going to be rougher, but it will take that spirit. Never going to happen. Uh, kitchen sink. My sister has gone from lefty to prepper. The last lefty friend I could talk with reasonably went off the deep end. I'm happy and sad to now focus on prepping and evangelism as the nation goes over the edge. What training classes or knowledge skills are you prioritizing be, uh, before collapse? Uh, medical training is my focus. Um, uh-oh, I'm dipping out. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I had to take you off screen because you're video died again but uh God, i can still hear you fine. now you're now you're back i have a i have a fair amount of medical training hmm. i think i could deliver someone's baby really if it was an uncomplicated birth huh. i think i have enough medical knowledge that i could do that without anybody dying i could suture some stuff i know some stuff about some stuff hmm. but but most of you know i'm going to be pretty pretty worthless that's why i married somebody that has all these skills uh, my plan is just to be the ammo trader of the new world whatever i need <laughs> i'll trade you ammo for it <laughs> yeah really. um, no it's, uh, medical training is is a uh, uh is lacking for me and that's we were talking gardening the other week in terms of food production um food production i don't mean like have a shelf of food in jars i mean like can you make food off the grid yeah. Yeah. Food production and medical skills are my m- most significant weaknesses. So if I have time to develop those skills, that will be my focus in the coming years. And good luck. And, and it's and it, people will the term prepper has such a negative connotation, but um, yeah. these are just these are skills that are good to have in any situation, even if you don't need it because of an apocalypse situation. What if you were to arrive on a car accident? What if yeah. you were to um, watch someone be attacked by a mugger and get stabbed or something yeah. like that? Basic yeah. medical skills or, um, you know, what if um, what if there's a weird situation where the power's down for a whole bunch of time and you need you need to create food somehow or you need to supply water or whatever? Right. It's just called uh, having skills and being good at not dying. So mm-hmm. things to think about. Emily says, uh, going to Washington state at the beginning of August for my honeymoon, um, bringing the two year old daughter, any recommendations for where to go or what to do? Thank you. That'd probably be more honeymoon two year old daughter. What's wrong with this picture? Maybe they got delayed. I mean, we didn't really get a proper honeymoon because of Rona. I don't know if that was a factor. Oh yeah. yeah. Never mind. I apologize. Emily. Although that would um, put their wedding date at July, 2019. So, I'm not judging anybody. Oh, I was no, trying I mean to the pregnant, birth of like... their wait, wait, wait. No, never mind. The birth of their daughter was July 2019, so obviously oh, pre pre coronavirus. Um, Degenerates confirmed. That's that's. that's <laughs> I started trying to get pregnant like a few months before I got married, so it's okay. Um, where to go in Washington? Oh God, I I don't even. 
I don't even have any suggestions. I mean, I, are you I, going to Seattle? Ugh. I don't even know enough about Washington to make recommendations. People say the Walla Walla wineries are nice. What about like, uh, is there stuff to do in the Puget Sound or like um, like those islands? Uh, that oh, are... yeah. Orca Island. Orca's Island is really nice and beautiful. Some of those islands are really pretty. I would do that. That's a good idea. Is there like whale watching? That'd be cool. Probably. Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, okay, sorry. Just that watch out for Chaz while you're getting there. Yeah, really. Um, this is from E. I'm a guy who got a low amount of androgen in utero. My body looks kind of feminine. I get misgendered, which does not bother me. However, if people realize their mistake, they can't stop apologizing even when I tell them it's okay. What can I do to stop all the apologizing? I mean, that's rough. People are going to apologize. What did you do about I, that? Well, I, I suppose they're hypersensitive about apology because of the hypersensitive transgender culture stuff that we've that we've built. So that misgendering someone is the greatest aggression, the greatest yeah, affront yeah. one could possibly commit. Um, it's, it's it, honestly in a situation like yours, it's probably just something that you have to deal with, as you know, mm-hmm. annoying or unfortunate as that may be. Short of wearing a T-shirt that says uh, "Don't apologize to me." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, right. Pe- people are trying to be courteous. Wh- what can you do? You know, other than make sure that your friends and people who are close to you know that you don't really care about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, and I'm sure you probably do get more of it. I, I don't doubt that. But I will also say that we just have a very apology happy culture. It's it's sort of customary to say I'm sorry for every little stupid thing. And I say that as someone who also does that i i'm aware um maybe we just have a cultural problem where we apologize for too many stupid ticky tack things mm-hmm. yep anyway um i think we're good yeah we just got to catch up with chat here. and we'll call it a night um let's see over on trovo slopper says congratulations blonde on never being late for your twice a week two hour job <laughs> <laughs> hey it's two and a half hours there's Show prep on Sundays, I assure That's you. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha, let me tell you. Uh, C2K says, ha, let me tell you. For all the BS women, uh, give, for all the BS women give out about men not wanting to date single moms and how hard they have it, let me tell you, women run a fucking mile from single dads who raise a kid on their own. The double standards are beyond laughable. Um, yeah. and, and Rob Bob, thanks for supporting the show as well. On that theme, I don't, uh, I, I'm not in that situation, obviously, but I can tell you based on prior the prior dating experience in this environment, women have expectations for men that are sky high while they have zero standards or expectations for themselves. You will go on any online dating app and it will be nothing but the most hideous, horrendous women who demand yeah. that you are a six figure earning six foot tall plus man with uh you know, oh, ev- ev- yes. all the best possible characteristics and they won't even talk to you, even though they can't take care of themselves. Yep. Totally. So, true. yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, man. It's uh, it's rough out there. We it's uh, what, what that's another theme tonight. Uh, just we got to bring back the backhand. All right. I know. You, you've been you right about it. this the whole time. We got to yep. bring back the backhand. You know, some a friend um, sent me a, a, a Reddit post today and I don't know if it's authentic. I have to say it reads like it could be authentic, but. Or it could be made up. You'd have to decide. But it, it was a claim. It was a post claiming to be from a teenage boy whose mom is in her early 30s and is still on OnlyFans. Oh, and I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, do you think it's real? Probably. I mean, if that's real, again, bring back the backhand. All right. 
She's only 33. Uh, and the mom says, oh, you're just overreacting. Like, listen, man, I did. <laughs> everybody, under, everybody remembers the anxiety and the stresses of your, your teen years and puberty and high school yeah, and all that. Exactly. I mean, your mom jokes are rampant and those are purely, those that are poor pure kid, jokes. He must be getting just shredded at school. If, if I was 14 again, and someone came to school with a picture of my mom, not just naked, like they happened to see it, but publicly viewable photos of my mom naked for other people's sexual gratification. I, I can't imagine the mental damage that, that that would do to me. And we're raising a generation to believe, oh, sex work is just it's just like any other work. It's just like right. working at the grocery store or the bank. Exactly. Yep. You shouldn't be any more kid. You shouldn't be any more embarrassed about your mom than you should if your mom is a bank teller or if your mom works at the flower shop. Mm. It's just the same. Terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Um, uh, giggling spy over on uh, D Live. Thank you. And ETC as well. Appreciate you guys. We have Saint over here on YouTube. If y'all are looking for a good activity to get your children into, you should think about archery. It's a good skill to learn with a small, tight knit community. Remember to practice those Mozambiques, folks. I don't know what that means. But um, that is a good idea. I uh, it, in Black Rifle's explanation, it was interesting because that was this was part of the CEO guy's explanation. He happened to be doing the archery contest up at Big Sky up here over the weekend, so he's like, yeah. "Oh, you know, I didn't really even see that much of the controversy because I was shooting bows and arrows in Big Sky, <laughs> Montana." I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" I could have gone up there and got the real uh, gotten your take uh, you know in person and gotten the explanation myself if i had known you were going to be there yeah really yeah uh zoe fender blast says archery is cool all, by the way that that's the it answer is the really question. cool yeah. yeah it's cool i spent all day at the hospital with an aunt who got the fauci turns out she's uh thrombosis a sized i'm pissed at my mom for talking my fam into getting fauci'd i don't know what to expect next piss off oh Sorry, my baby's yelling. Um, yeah, I, I I can only speak um, anecdotally, obviously, and I would never say that you should interpret this to be broad level trends. But I, I do know um, I, I know of several people who have had. Not like life threatening adverse reactions, but just adverse reactions, bad, yeah. bad things that have had or they've I'm felt sure, rough after mm-hmm. getting it. I'm sure more things are happening than we're being made to believe anyway. Um, Ovid, a big donation. Thank you, sir. Uh, Though I think the show and its audience have moved more towards the conservative authoritarian right over the years. Lol. That's true. Uh, (laughs) I still love watching and supporting, even as a forever degenerate lolbertarian. Keeping yourself and don't step on snake. Thank you for that. We really appreciate that there's some people out there that don't um, align with. Well, Matt really appreciates it. Everybody should be more like me. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, I am not going to be niggardly for, for sticking around as long as you have. And uh, fear not. I, I do want to to stand by the principles of freedom and, and personal liberty uh, first and foremost, and as much as I possibly can. And I, I hope I do that. Uh, however, the forces of degeneracy are strong <laughs> and, and the temptation of the iron fist to control them can be um awfully enticing at times um it, it really is yeah but accept uh, it embrace it um not yet not yet i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna hold on and think that the porn stars at the conservative conferences are gonna get us out of this one i have faith <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna realize the errors of their ways and we're gonna get to that promised land jenna jameson will save all of us you well heard, you heard it here um sir, but there's a uh, 
Jenna Jameson is an, is an example. I don't know if she's disavowed her porn past. I don't know for sure, but she's someone who apparently has come around on, um, on philosophy and conservative views. If she, if, if you see her Twitter account, she has some fiery takes sometimes. Oh, good. That's good yeah. to hear. Um, Sershi, what the FTF is doing to guns is like dot saving SU, saying SUVs are no longer passenger vehicles and everyone who has an SUV must now have a commercial license. That's exactly that's yeah. such a good analogy. I, yeah. I think that's fair. Eric Burns Marsh. Um, speaking of racism, did you see the ADL defines white supremacy? How the ADL defines white supremacy? Uh, thinking black lives matter is evil, for example. Yeah, there's not going to be a, a revolt about that. Crazy. I don't know that, uh, what's their, oh, the definition is thinking black lives matter is bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess God. chalk me up with the white supremacist then. There it is folks. Yeah. We finally Hem- found the definition that fits. We did. Um, Hemni P says sick of all this racist talk of not seeing color. Everyone claims to be colorblind until their wife births a jogger. Ooh, <laughs> spiciest take of all. Wow. Okay. Easy cheese says your mom. No, your mom thunderstorm being a nationalist means you support all ethnicities right to exist and flourish in peace and friendship nationalism is love it's okay to be white it's about love uh that's true you know the grand irony of all of this being slandered as a racist and such i care about upholding diversity more than anybody else i just don't want it within my own country i mean if if you actually uphold diversity and you want every country to be as good as it possibly can be that is the way to preserve international diversity um yeah, well, I see what you're saying, that that if you just throw everyone together, then those distinctions get erased. All, all of the things that make your culture unique just kind of get uh, into yeah. molded together into a big blob. I don't want to um, go to Japan and see a bunch of Muslims, you know, I want to see <laughs> the Japanese people. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Chris says Damien is the worst caller ever. I enjoyed all the calls tonight. Um, Stephen Sugars Inside of every black person, there's a Western chauvinist waiting to get out. Perhaps that sounds, you sound like a proud boy and I disavow the proud boys because I want my black rifle coffee or whatever. <laughs> the proud boys are the repugnance, the worst possible people. Uh, Matthew Riley, Lincoln never wrote to Marx. Marx wrote to Lincoln twice mm. and those letters were published. Their only connection is a few third hand quotes that read like campaign slogans and Marx used to write for a paper Lincoln used to read. That is um, incorrect. They had a long standing correspondence towards the end of the Civil War. I believe many of them are published. I'm positive Lincoln wrote back um, and based more than his campaign slogans, but actual foundational values upon Marxist philosophy. So I think you need to check your facts. Well, I I'm very interested in this. So I'm going to be checking this myself. I, I I've never heard of this. Um, well, nobody wants to talk about it. So call me. A, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical, but I, I just haven't read about it. So I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I'll send you some resources. I'm sure there's an UNS review article about this or something. Hmm. Uh, Travis Jones. Uh, what the fuck? Why are there so many racists on the call-in show this week? FYI, Sergeant Perry is in another company in my unit, and he's still up to here. Up here. Do you think that him being Jewish will help his case? This is the uh, guy in Austin. Oh, the, yeah, the probably who, yeah. will help. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I, I, I don't know. Why? I don't... It, I think his case, well, his case is in some trouble because of the bias of the prosecutor currently. And the, the mm-hmm. prosecutor clearly has no uh, favor for him. 
Right. I don't have any indication that his ethnicity or anything will help him. Um, but if everyone's that, racist, then why are you bringing it up? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was being I'm facetious. Just, yeah, I'm just kidding. A thunderstorm. Nationalists love the diversity of nations and homelands across the world. Hey, globalists don't see people. They see classifications like a toaster. That's why they support global slavery and hate race. I, I agree with everything hmm. you just said. Um, rations. Can we acknowledge the, hypocr- the hypocrisy on the topic of tribalism, especially when saying things like the blacks or the whites? If people are not a monolith. You have very fine people on both sides. I agree with that as well. Um, yeah, latest- well, to, and, and to to give the caller uh, to represent the caller as fairly as I can. He's talking about like broad behavioral trends, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, as, as I was talking about, like there are uncomfortable truths to be confronted in, in that uh, realm. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to talk about them or that you're a bad person for talking right. about them. A latest says if that guy that stuck abroad, Oh crap. The one with family here, I just lost my place. Is a U.S. citizen? He should just sneak back in. I, I, yeah, okay, I'm fine with that too. Hmm. Is um, that yeah? Okay. Hmm. But how though? How are you just going to sneak back in? I don't know. People do it all the time. Hmm. If you're a Honduran, that would work. Um, yeah, Chief's, Southern border, I guess. Good bet. Yeah. Is he trying Chief's to get back into the U.S. or another country? I can't remember. I don't know. It just yeah. he the supposition was that he was a U.S. citizen, and I don't right. think anybody actually knows. Chief Slinging Beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, this, I suppose this is for you because you're the constitutional scholar. Any thoughts on repealing the 17th Amendment? Uh, this is the uh, direct election of senators, right? Yeah, we've talked about it once. I, I better show. double check it. Constitutional scholar is probably overstating it, but I have some knowledge. Let's circle back because I only have double one Double check, more. make sure I got my amendments right. Yeah, direct election of senators. Um, yeah, I agree. Mistake. Shouldn't have happened. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Th- because um, the, the senators were designed to be accountable to the states. Right. And that that matters for a few reasons that you, you the founders were worried about the passions of the people. And mm-hmm. especially when we when when and the balance of, of power between the states and the people. That's that's why we did this uh, original setup where the Senate is supposed to be more of the, the 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 house that represents the state's interests. And the House of Representatives is supposed to be the side that represents the the, the people's interests and the passions of the people. But representing the state government specifically, as opposed to the popular vote of the state, does matter because mm-hmm. your state your state government is going to have a slightly different perspective on things like, I don't know, unfunded mandates or other obligations that the federal government may post may uh, put on the state that the people don't necessarily care about. It's an interest that that should be protected and um, and one that we've one that we've abdicated. I think it, I think it was a mistake. I think we should go back to the state legislatures controlling the selection of senators right i agree um let me reload but i think we are good at slosher i can't read that oh you crazy bastard <laughs> and then i have bridge burner um i hope you guys get to my email question because it is definitely in line with tonight's spicy calls i hope we did too i unless you put bridge burner in the name i would not know but I, I dropped them all in like right before the show. So if you sent it, okay. it, sh- it should have been in. Otherwise, if we missed it, I'm sure it'll be in next week. Once um, again, I'm really sorry for all the technical difficulties. I will be back at my normal filming location on Sunday. Which means you can count on everything operating perfectly No issues. It'll operate at its normal level of smoothness, which is subpar. But it won't be <laughs> like today, which was a disaster. It was a total disaster. Uh, 
that is the character of the call-in show. I can't even believe that this, that we were able to get it going. (laughs) My laptop is so hot right now. It's so, it's like burning fire. Yeah, for Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for the thoughts. Thank you for putting up with the uh, technical difficulties. And of course, we will be back on Sunday to talk about all the week's news. I'm sure we'll talk. Got to talk Black Rifle and get the rest of the story. Probably got to talk Fauci and um, whatever happen- whatever else happens between now and Sunday. We will see you then. Have a good Bye, week. Bye, guys.